Another live presentation from Alive 105. Live and local. It's Friday night. And time for Derby, Derby Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Once again, Panther fans, it's Friday night. This is opening week of the state playoffs. Coach uh, Clark's here with us. Coach Wietrich's here with us again. Guys, last week we played May South in, in kind of a, a phenomenal ball game. I, I know Doyle and I talked before the game, or right as you guys called uh, the opening toss, I think, Coach Clark, you chose to receive the football, which is yeah, not normally what you do, but, man, I can see why you did it because we came out very strong. Dylan Edwards had three touchdowns on three touches. Talk to us about how your uh, special teams and offense did, and I know uh, Coach Wietrich's more than happy to talk about his defense. Well, to set things straight, um, we usually do opt to um, take the ball, but our guys are the worst coin flip guys ever. It seems like we lose it every time. No. Um, yeah, no, we, we elected to get the ball. Um, we, we have, but honestly, I think we have lost the coin flip quite quite a bit. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Last week, our emphasis, we talked to the team uh, all week. We talked to the team right before we left the locker room about putting all three phases together. And uh, this, this team could be, should be really special if we could do all three phases. And, and last Friday against May South, we put all three phases together. Minus a couple kicks uh, out of bounds. Um, I, I, I thought, it, I mean, obviously we made mistakes, but, but I thought uh, our team did, did really well um, when we were kicking the ball, uh, you know, inbounds. There, there was a win. Um, it wasn't all Scotty's fault. But uh, he was placing the ball pretty well, but it just kept bouncing out. Uh, I think those guys, they didn't want to field it. They wanted to let it see if it would bounce out of bounds. Um, and, uh, but that just shows how, how good our, our kickoff team is and how, how good of a job Coach DeVore does with our kickoff team. Uh, special teams, um, kickoff, I thought when, when we were um, going you know, and, and kicking the ball in bounds, I, I thought we did a really good job. Uh, our punt return uh, came close to a couple blocks, didn't get there. We need to work on that. We worked on that a little bit more this week. Uh, but special teams overall, I, I thought, did a, a pretty good job. Uh, we had our twos go in the second half of special teams, and that's always kind of kind of hit and miss, and I thought they did a pretty good job also. The offensively, um, I, I thought our offense was clicking. Um, our O-line was blocking really well. Our receivers were blocking downfield really well. Um, obviously, Dylan and Mercer ran the ball really well, had a couple uh, decent passes. Brock Zerger caught a couple passes uh, deep. Uh, they were starting to play the run. They kind of showed a, a new defense look. Uh, they kind of had the same front, but the back end where they were trying to play our option, uh, they had two kind of uh, safeties in the middle of the field just flowing, one for quarterback, one, one for running back. But uh, I think they found out pretty quickly that the guy uh, going for the running back couldn't catch Dylan. So uh, um, that kind of worked out to our advantage. I, I think Dylan, his first four touches were touchdowns. His first three touches, I think within two 
two minutes of the game, I think he had over 200 yards uh, rushing, which is uh, pretty special. You know, I don't care who you put out there. Not too many people can, can do that. He, he did make a couple people miss, but at the same time, we also, there was a couple plays that it was just so sound blocked, you know, with our O-line, our wide receivers, that all he had to do was just run. So uh, I'm really happy with our offense. Obviously, we made some mistakes. That's why we watch film. That's why we practice. That's why we correct stuff. But uh, overall, the effort was there. You know, that I keep going back to always uh, what we talk to our kids, you know, attitude and effort. You know, those are two things you can control. And uh, the preparation of the week, I think I said it last week, that I felt our team prepared really well. I thought the energy was kind of down last week coming off the maze game because we put so much energy into it. Uh, But it it showed during the game. Our our kids prepared well. Our coaches did a fantastic job getting our kids prepared well. And it it just showed on Friday night. And I thought we put all three phases uh, together. Yeah, hey, good seeing you guys uh, here tonight. Uh, like coach, like coach said, you know, I was a happy man last Friday. You know, our, our defense, you know, we challenged them. We challenged them. We knew going in, they have one of the top running backs in the state. You know, and uh, you know, Coach Pontius got the whole team fired up before the game, talking about how how good this running back was. You know, that might have something to do with uh, Dylan Edwards' effort out there tonight. I think he might have taken a little bit of offense to that, but. Uh, and our defense, you know, we challenged them. You know, I, I said, I said previously, I think last week, we haven't put together a game where all three levels of our defense has played really sound or near near our 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 ability. You know, so this game, uh, you know, this game last week, I thought we finally came out. D line played pretty well, played pretty physical. You know, they they weren't getting pushed up front. They were they were establishing a physicality up front that let our linebackers run and flow. Um, Miles Wash was, you know, he's been very consistent as far as when he's able to run and get clean alleys. He is being a thumper. He is thumping guys, and he had some big hits on the running back where he squared them up, and you could hear it probably a mile away. I mean, it's not like a gunshot. But um, and then safety wise, our safeties, um, whether it be Baker or or Brian Murph, I thought both those guys had they took big steps as far as doing what we were asking to do as far as getting in the run game, getting involved getting getting involved as far as being at the line of scrimmage being physical and nasty when, when we need them to and uh, and our corners also once we once we kind of stopped the run our corners did a good job of uh of not giving up anything in the past game as well so very good overall defensive effort i thought you know the film was pretty good obviously we made some mistakes we cleaned them up in film and talked about them but i, I think this is going to be a great confidence booster we had a good week of practice building off of that um and i'm hoping we can continue that going going here in the playoffs here tonight well we talked uh before the last game about you know peaking and you guys were very very uh emphatic that uh, you know the kids needed to peak and and uh, they were awful close and it looked like to me in the ball game against May South, we were, if we weren't peaking, we were very close because both, like you guys both said, both sides of the ball played absolutely great. Uh, now we're in the playoffs. You know, it's game nine, first, first week of the playoffs. And, uh, uh, coach, uh, tell us about how, if you're restricted or numbers wise or practice wise because of the postseason, you know, what does the activities association throw on you that, to, you know, that may change or may not change any? You know, last year there was a lot of restrictions and we got in trouble because we suited up too many kids uh, during during one game, I think, against Lawrence, um, just because it's my fault for not not reading the, the fine print and all the emails they send to us. But uh, um, I, I, there really is no restrictions. 
Um, uh, during the playoffs until the state game, I think they hold you to only suiting up 85 or 80 kids or something like that, which, which doesn't restrict us. Uh, we do keep some freshmen out. Uh, you know, our, our freshman and JV season is done. Um, we finished this this Friday and, uh, or this, this last Monday. Um, and it, it just to piggyback off that, our, our freshman and JV both went undefeated, which was which was awesome. You know, this this freshman class we were a little concerned with, uh, just kind of going up through the uh, Derby Junior football ranks. You know that we'd always have two teams and we'd always get like three or four wins uh, combined with those two teams. I think last year uh, combined they they won three games. And it just kind of shows the power of the program. You, you know, you you bring those those kids together that have been divided up uh, their their whole whole life playing football, and uh, not worry about the wins and losses at the lower levels. You worry about getting better, learn the scheme, and, and becoming a good football player, and enjoying the game of football. And then uh, this year, you know, we we thought we might have thirty to forty freshmen out, and we had well over fifty freshmen out. And uh, and you put those two two. Uh, teams together that have been separated since second grade and they went undefeated I, I think they got challenged maybe twice uh, m- usually a running clock uh, against most teams you know they took care of Bishop Carroll uh, took care of a, a lot of good teams and uh, really proud of that freshman class and we've got some some ball players with that freshman class we got a couple kids that, that we're going to expect to step up next year so uh, uh, we, we kept about eight or nine kids um, usually kids that uh, either have an older brother on the team or uh, that, that we think might might have a chance to make the two deep next year as a as a sophomore, which is saying a lot with the numbers that we have out in juniors and seniors. Then our JV, uh, they did a really good job uh, this year. They, uh, um, you know, we 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 got injured at the varsity level, so then we start pulling JV guys up. So then those the next kid has to step up, not only at the varsity level, then our next guy has to step up at the JV level. I think we were down to one quarterback, one running back uh, at the JV level. Uh, our, our linebacker crew kind of got depleted too, and our receiver crew got got depleted uh, through injuries. And uh, our, our JV came out on top. We were we were kind of scared about uh, playing May South the last game. We were undefeated, and they they had a really good record and. Uh, um, shoot, I think I think there was a running clock before halftime. So uh, really proud of our our lower level uh, kids. Really proud of our low lower level. Our, our coaches are all varsity coaches. They they all coach a varsity position. But then we also have guys that that are the head freshman coach or that that go and work a little bit more with the freshmen than they do at the varsity level when we go offense or defense one day. And uh, um, you know I, I think Coach Tolis did a great job. Uh, that that's a coach, a young coach, the youngest coach on our staff that. Uh, you know, you talk about getting better each day, getting better each year. Uh, coach Tolis is, I mean, it, from where he started as as a coach to where he is now, I mean, he is light years away from where, where he was started. He's, he's done such a fantastic job. So proud of him. Coach Zika calling the offense. Uh, coach Panera that always goes down and helps helps the freshmen out, helps the JVO line out, and he's just kind of like a fatherly figure down there uh, working with those guys. Coach Goble puts so much passion. He's a guy that gets it. Uh, you know, we all need to be a little bit more like Coach Goble, um, you know, if I could live a, my life like Coach Goble, I'd be a, a pretty good person. Um, but Coach Goble understands the, you know, he, he's working with our middle school athletes uh, at Derby North in the strength conditioning program. And if there was an award, I think a 
I've said this before, for a national middle school strength coach of the year, he would win it for 20 years straight. I mean, he is phenomenal. He cares about those kids. But what he likes to do is he likes to develop, and he likes to develop those kids to get ready for the for the high school ranks. And what he does at the D-line, I mean, you tell him, go go work the fresh, work with the freshmen. He's like, awesome, because he knows those guys, if he can work with them as freshmen and not just forget them that year, uh, that they're going to be that much better as sophomores. They're going to be that much better as juniors. And he really invests in the younger kids. You know, Coach Haynes does the same thing. Uh, we've just got a phenomenal staff. I, I love our staff to death. They, they, you know, they bleed green. They, they check their ego at the, you know, uh, off the practice field. And they don't care who they're working with as long as they're helping the program. They, they get it done. So, Doyle, honestly, I don't know what question he asked me, but I kind of went off on a tangent like that. So I'll, I'll stop the answer. Coach Wietrich, uh, you know, we know that last uh, two weeks ago we lost a linebacker and we had to move some guys around. I'll tell you, at May South, it looked like your linebackers all fit well. They they blended well. Talk to us briefly about how that changed and how your guys stepped up and how they communicated to to make that happen. Yeah, we had uh, you know DJ Spring and uh, and, and Pasquale, Brent Pasquale, that were that were kind of. Uh, both of the guys we stepped, asked to step in and take the role of, of Minton after he broke his arm two weeks ago. And and both those guys kind of battled out and kind of competed for that spot during the week. And uh, they kind of split reps and then even split reps during the game. But both of them really, I mean, uh, I mean, they both, they both are going to be, they're both good football players. Both can be really good for us, you know. Um, and both of them played pretty well, you know. I think a lot of that goes to uh, Miles. Miles being out there, Miles stepping up, you know, going to that leadership role without senior Minton out there. All of a sudden, Miles, uh, you know, he, he realized he had to step a little bit, step up, and he helped those guys out, and it gave them confidence to play fast and play hard. And uh, yeah, and we and yeah, so all week those guys got all the reps, and we were able to really dial in, and those guys were dialing into the run game uh, against May South, and then running back Cantu, and they were able to be confident and go play fast. So. Uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier with those guys. And that goes back to, like Coach was saying about our coaching staff. I mean, that's that's Coach Haynes right there. He's our inside backers coach. I mean, I'm not, I would like to take credit for it, but that wasn't me. You know, that was, that was, that was Coach Haynes and uh, making sure those guys understood what we're asking them to do and, and, and the, uh, the level of play we're expecting from those twos when they come in, you know. So um, on that same note, you know, our twos that were coming in in the second half, um, the film session wasn't so great for them, you know. <laughs> Like we had, we had our 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 two defense when they came in in the second half. You know, we were we were getting on them in film, which we've our guys do a great job of coaching up our guys. Even when those guys get in and clean up duty, we make sure that we send out all the notes to them. We send the film to them, and we coach them just as hard as we do our starters. And we expect those guys to come in and know the game plan. Um, and I think there were some busts there that were uncharacteristic of of what we what we're expecting. So. Uh, we definitely got work to do, you know, and especially for and that's that's so great for to develop develop depth, you know, or, or how many how many teams have the opportunity to get so much varsity experience in the second half like that? It doesn't happen very often, so we got to do better and take advantage of that and get our get our uh, our, our next generation, our next guys ready to go um, anytime we can get a chance. Hey, Coach Clark, uh, you know, in August, I'm sure you guys had a certain practice schedule that you adhered to, uh, and here we are in the playoffs. Does that change, or do you keep it pretty much the same from start to finish of the season? You know, Doyle, uh, I was going to 
touch on this when when you asked about uh, that last question that I totally forgot after I went on a tangent. But uh, um, yeah, it does change, and it's awesome. It, it's it's a great change because um, as much as I like the reps for our JV and our freshmen, okay, our freshmen are gone now. They're going to check in pads uh, tomorrow, or I mean uh, the next week sometime. Uh, we uh, our our JV now doesn't play games, so now usually we have a film session um film session on monday with the varsity that and jv and then our jv goes to the game and then that leaves us with like 25 kids it leaves us with all the seniors and all the starters and and everybody else goes to the jv game so i mean you you count about you know 25 26 kids you can't get much done you can't work special teams because we have so many jv kids you know we got probably half our kids uh jv kids working uh special teams to get them ready for varsity reps when when they get older and then uh um you know you can't do much so we kind of have to just do a walkthrough kind of uh just go over formations on defense go over main plays and then go over new plays go over kind of what we're what what we think we're going to see from the team to get them ready for tuesday's practice well now with the jv being here we can have a practice and and we we do do a a lot with film and a lot with scouting reports so we'll spend an hour and a half you know uh, monday after school we'll show up monday uh morning at 6 30 we'll watch the film of the previous game then we'll go to school all day then we'll have an about an hour and a half uh scouting report and film watch of the t- opponent that we're getting ready to play but now we can go out and practice so we usually have about an hour an hour and 20 minute practice on monday uh we'll go over every special team uh, so now we don't have to coach the kids up at, before at, at the beginning of practice, the beginning of special teams period, to where you know this is this is where you're going to align, this is what you're going to do. We take care of all that, so now we can take quality reps and get a lot of reps in uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday when we go over special teams. And then instead of doing a walkthrough, now we can put a full team script together and, and get our scout team to to know exactly what they're supposed to do, also, and and run a lot of team stuff uh, on Monday to kind of get our kids familiar with what they're going to see on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. So. Um, Typically, we get a lot better when it comes to uh, when it comes to postseason because we get an extra day of full practice, which I am a true believer. You know, the more you practice, the more you know the game plan. The faster you can play, the better you're going to be. And our kids do a great job of preparation. And to add that extra practice into this week, uh, we feel so much more confident as a staff going into the next Friday when we have that extra practice. Guys, as we talked about when you first came up, it's uh, opening week of playoffs. I mean, the the slate's wiped clean. I know the guys all know. You lose, you go home, you check out in pads. Talk to us about Wichita Southeast. We know they're very athletic. Talk to us about all facets of this ball game. Well, I'll talk about their special teams and defense. Uh, um, special teams, they, I mean, you know, like, like your, your typical, uh, um, they, they've got really good returners. They're fast, you know. They, they've got a lot of team speed at, at Southeast. Uh, a little undisciplined, you know, with, with blocking and stuff like that. But they make up for it with, with the athletes that they have on the back end. Uh, defensively, golly, they, they showed a 4-2 all year. And then all of a sudden when they played when they played uh, Heights and uh, – um, Oh shoot! Who did they play last game, Coach Wietrich? Uh, Dodge City. Uh, they they uh, they showed a three four. So that kind of made us prepare for a little bit for a four two and a three four. Not sure what they're going to come out in against us, but that's that's good preparation for our kids. Just not to get stuck on one formation and just practice that formation or, or that defense uh, all all uh, all week long. So it made our kids really prepare. I thought our kids were locked in this week of, of practice. 
They've got a defensive line that's really big, really athletic. They've got linebackers that flow around uh, really fast. Uh, they've got a secondary that they'll just man you up. They've they got so much team speed that they're just going to man you up and load the box. So, uh, you know, that's always always tough to, to block. But uh, I thought our kids prepared well. I thought, uh, um, you know, we, we've got a little sickness going through our team. It's, it's not COVID or anything like that, but we've got a lot of kids that have sinus infections and stuff like that. So, so we had to practice a lot of kids this week, you know, with, with some kids being out. So, uh, but, but for the most part, I thought our kids did a really good job. Yeah, Southeast offensively, like Coach said, I mean, they got some speed on the perimeter. You know, the game plan for them is going to be, you know, get the ball out quick. Get the ball to the athletes, you know, spreading it out, you know, have have uh, have their athletes, you know, get the ball in space and try to make guys miss and try to go fast and stuff like that. So um, their old line's big. Uh, they run a lot of zone stuff, you know, but the message for us is going to be, you know, I was super proud of the way we played, you know, last week, obviously, and the message is, like, we, we earned we earned home field advantage in playoffs, you know. Um and this week, you know, just just really hit home to the guys. Like, look, if we don't we don't come out and perform, we don't do better this week. You know, the show's over. You know, and I, we don't want to be done. I don't want to be done. Um, my wife wants us to be done, but <laughs> but no, uh, she she she's all sportive and she wants to do well. So obviously, but uh, we got we got to get better. And it doesn't matter what offense we face. It doesn't matter what's in front of us. We don't we don't get a pick on defense. So it's really kind of easy on our side. Is like. Whatever was in front of us, we have to defend. We have to stop. We don't get a pick. Just got to do it, and we got to do it as fast as possible. So that's always been the mentality we have. Um, and our guys kind of know the game plan. They they know they know there's uh, there's obviously going to be the, the mentality. It real easily could be like, oh, this is going to be an easy win for us, but that's not how we're going to operate. We were really hard on this week in practice. Um, we were making sure that it was like this is going to be a business mentality and is we're going to go out there and do everything we can to choke off any positive yardage or anything positive from this office, which is not going to be easy to do. So that's the goal. I mean, that's the standard, and we're going to try to live up to it tonight. Team Health, Coach, how are we doing? Like I said, uh, we, we've had a, quite a few kids gone. Uh, you know, Rose was gone last week. Um, we had uh, Colton Rudy step in, and uh, he, did, he did a fantastic job blocking. Uh, um, had a couple catches, too. But, uh, um, you know, he, he, uh, Rose is back, which is good. He, he's, a, he's a locker room guy. He's always smiling, always going hard. So love to have that kid on the field, uh, one of my favorites. But uh, um, we, we have had a couple offensive linemen be sick. We've had a couple kids that you could tell were not feeling good, but, but just tough it out but they weren't themselves uh during practice so you know we kind of give them some reps off just because we know their body's aching or whatever um but uh still you know cole's out uh we're, we're hoping to get cole back you know uh modern technology health whatever you want to call it golly you break your arm it, it's 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 you know looks like a J out there sitting on the field and then all of a sudden you doctor says hey you got about hopefully three weeks maybe maybe you can get back out there so kid doesn't even have a cast on I mean, it, it's it's craziest thing ever. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, who, who knows? But uh, we we got some co- a couple kids. Corey Corey's back. Uh, you know, he had a good week of practice, so uh, um, he'll get some reps. And uh, um, you know, for the most part, you know, we're we're a little banged up, like like always at the end of the season. But uh, we're feeling feeling pretty good that that we're not too banged up. Guys, as always, good luck. Let's get a win. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control, along with lawn maintenance. They offer landscaping 
irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com. Friday Night Football on Alive 105.9 is sponsored in part by our friends at Tendercare Lawn and Landscape, the Derby Recreation Center, Will Height Auto Service, Confederated Builders, MJB Heating and Cooling, Derby Junior Football, Radio Shack of Derby, the Derby Informer, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Derby Public Library, DB Service Center, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie. Shelton Collision Repair, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Artistic Builders, Derby Overhead, DNM Mechanical, Johnson and Company Certified Public Accountants, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Fidelity Bank of Derby, Field Station Dinosaurs, and Derby Nutrition. And now here's the Alive 105 play-by-play sports announcers Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Good evening, Panther fans. Uh, this is Doyle Phillips, and tonight, along with Kevin Payne, we'll be bringing you all the action from the first round of the 6A West Division playoffs. Your Derby Panthers are hosting the visiting Wichita Southeast Golden Buffaloes. Well, Doyle, tonight's opening round of the playoffs. Every team, the, the slates are wiped clean tonight. It's you know, It doesn't matter what your record is. Obviously, Wichita Southeast is number 16 seed. Panthers are our number one seed, so... You know, again, you throw all the records out the out the window. Fifty-seven degrees at kickoff tonight. Doyle winds mercifully have died down to out of the north northwest at twelve miles per hour. And if we would have played this ball game yesterday or earlier today, I, I think we would have seen some kickoffs going over the fence and out onto Madison. Yeah. I'm going to agree with that. As as hard as the wind's been blowing. Well, Doyle, uh, as we said, Southeast comes into tonight's ball game under a new first-year coach, Marcus Bagley. He's in his first year at Southeast. They are 0-8. I know they had to forfeit one game early in the season, so that puts them at the 0-8 mark. Last year, Derby beat uh, Wichita Southeast in the first round of the playoffs, 62-0. to um, This is a group, Doyle, that comes in with 13 returning starters from last year's team, however, seven on offense and six on defense. Yeah, they've got a lot of uh, starters on which I consider a lot of returning starters. But, you know, a lot of those guys are counted twice because they started both sides of the ball. So we don't really know. uh, We don't really have an accurate count of how many starters they have back. well last week wichita southeast <clears throat> lost to dodge city 50 to zero in that ball game southeast had 92 total yards 72 rushing 20 in the air so kind of unheard of while allowing dodge city 395 yards 218 on the ground 187 in the air so again not a lot of yardage put up by southeast Quarterback uh, tonight's going to be Elijah Henson. He's the guy that, uh, as you like to say, he's the straw that stirs the drink. Uh, Rennell Slaughter's the running back that we expect to get most of the carries. And Doyle, I, I really think, as Coach Clark said, what he's looking at mostly is the defense because uh, they're pretty fast and physical. Well, we've got uh, we've got a uh, coin flip out there, and it looks like uh, Southeast has won the coin flip, and we're about three and a half minutes away from the start of the ball game. So I think we're going to get into our starting lineups. First for the offense for the Panthers, 
One tackle, senior Alex Key, 6'4", 285. The other tackle, junior Wyatt Jackson, 6'2", 240. One guard, junior Chris Thompson, 6'1", 270. The other guard is senior Jonas Vickers, 6'3", 285. Dylan Kahn is your center at 6'3", 290. Your tight end is Drake Thatcher, a senior, 6'4", 200. Wide receivers are junior Caleb Brown, 6'200", junior Trayvon Rose, 5'9", 170, and junior Nathaniel Keener, 5'9", 160. Quarterback is senior Mercer Thatcher, 6'4", 195, and your running back is junior Dylan Edwards, starting 5'8", 155, but also seeing a lot of action. Sophomore Derek Hubbard, 5'7", 165. Scott Simmons, Grady Jessup are the kickers. The holders, Mercer Thatcher, the long snapper, Conley Hamlin. On the defensive side, the defensive line, sophomore Mason Harper, 5'10", 190. Senior Andon Carpenter, 6'1", 260. Senior Quentin Dorsey, 6'1", 260. Outside linebacker, junior Cade Shelton, 5'11", 190. The other outside linebacker is junior Roman Bowden, 6'1", 185. Inside backer, sophomore Britton Pascal, 5'10", 165, and junior Miles Wash, 5'9", 185. Your corners are senior Jameer Clemens, 6'155", senior Jaden Mexter, 5'10", 155. Well, Dole, I'm being told now that Derby won the toss and elected to receive, so Derby will be uh, defending the south end zone to start tonight's ballgame. Also playing safety for the Panthers, sophomore Damare Baker, 5'11", 180, and senior Brian Murph, 6'180". So we're ready to go here. Playoffs start right now. High end over end kicks coming down at about the 15-yard line to Dylan Edwards. He gets all the way out to the 40 where the Panthers will have it first and 10 from there. Well, this is back-to-back weeks that Coach Clark's decided to uh, take the opening kickoff. We know last week at May South, we both kind of wondered about it, but Man, Derby, you know, three, four touches by Dylan Edwards and four touchdowns. So you can't really uh, doubt Coach Clark's decision. Again, Panthers have great field position to start this first possession. No score. 11.54 left. Edwards on the handoff breaks into the open. He's going to score. Touchdown should be a touchdown, Panthers. Well, and again, Edwards just went off tackle, found a huge gap, and made one cut, and you had no doubt he was going to take it to the house. I know you waited a little bit because a couple Southeast guys had a big angle on him. They came in from the outside corners, but Dylan's still just too fast for Wichita Southeast. So, you know, back-to-back weeks, one touch by Dylan, and he takes it to the house. Yeah, and I did wait a second because uh, – uh, they had some angles on him, but he was able to outrun the Southeast defenders. And the extra point is good. The officials kind of hesitated before they went up with the good signal. But, well, uh, one, of, one of the officials was having a hard time getting in position. So I think he, by the time he got there, he looked at the other guy and was like, I think it's good, is it? And, and obviously it was a good kick by Simmons. So Panthers take a 7-0 lead with... 16 seconds gone in the first quarter. So pretty much a similar scenario to what we witnessed last week. Well, and exactly right. Dylan Edwards last week just kind of lit up uh, with May South for 276 yards. Keep in mind, that's on just 11 touches. I know. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, uh, this young man is uh, what he's done. 
and, and he only plays about you know we this is our seventh he's played seven games and probably only played probably a percentage wise of all seven combined maybe maybe 60 percent you know, so he's got a lot of carries that or she could would have had a lot more carries well no doubt again we knew coming in the derby should be pretty hot tonight after last week's victory where the panthers coach clark talked about it when he was up here with us earlier tonight we fired on all all cylinders yes and that's how we've started out tonight is uh, one play and a touchdown again 16 seconds gone in the first quarter simmons High end over end is going to be fielded at about the five-yard line. Gets out to the 15, 20, still on his feet, and gets really knocked down hard at about the, I'm going to say, 27, 28-yard line. Well, he was feeling his way through, and it looked like maybe he was going to find a seam. But while he hesitated, we had a Panther come in from the backside and just leveled the young man. Yeah, we don't, uh, if he's the number that I think he is, we don't have, we, we don't have that on our roster. First and 10 for Southeast at the Panther. They're going to give him out to the 29-yard line. Okay, this is a, a group, Derby Southeast, used to be traditionally quite a ball game. First 10 for Southeast. They, and the ball's on the ground. I, it looks... Panthers are saying they've got it, but we haven't seen And, and they, they did get it. They do. And, Doyle, again, we say this every week, you can ill afford to give the Panthers a lot of favors. Wichita Southeast just handed us one. Well, the Panthers are going to get the ball. It, it was not a good handoff, and the running back just dropped it. And the uh, Panthers were able to recover it on the, on the looks like, 22-yard line. So they're going to have great field position, leading 7-0. And we're 27 seconds into the first quarter. And again, one touch for the Panthers, one touchdown. Very reminiscent of last week with Dylan. Edwards and Thatcher are in the backfield. Thatcher back to pass. Over the top, wide open. Drake, touchdown Panthers. <laughs> again, Drake Thatcher was wide open across the middle. Mercer Thatcher to Drake Thatcher. We've said it so many times. That's probably a backyard play these guys have done since they were six years old. Nice pitch and catch that time from Thatcher to Thatcher. It's now 13-0. Extra point is up, and it is good. Panthers now lead 14 to nothing with 11.27 left in the first quarter. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM, is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Will Hyde Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, DM Mechanical, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station, Dinosaurs, and Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Uh, we expect that maybe uh, Simmons may get his leg worked out pretty hard tonight. Uh, already, we, we've got 11-27 remaining in the first quarter. Panthers up 14-0. 
Again, Simmons will be kicking off. Far side, Ashmark. He's a left footer. High end over ends coming down again at about the six. Panthers have, they are going to stuff this one down short of the 20 yard line, which I think uh, in the special teams coach's mind, if we can shut them off before they get to the 20, it's a good, a good job by the special teams. Uh, we talked to coaches up here tonight that, you know, last week we had a couple of kickoffs that squirted out of bounds. Coach Clark said it. He said, you know, uh, Simmons didn't practice much last week because the soccer team is doing so well. And it was really a just strange bounces because they weren't that bad of kicks. Marquand Cully was the return man for Southeast. They have it first and 10 from their own, looks like, 19-yard line. Panthers lead 14-0. They hand it off. He's going to get hit and dropped for very little gain, if any, on first down. I think they're going to give him a, about a yard loss on the play. Again, a lot of white helmets in the backfield. Southeast in, in white uh, pants and white jerseys with gold helmets. They're being their white pants, green shirts, and white helmets. It's going to be second. Well, he lost a yard. going to be second down and 11 for Southeast. We've heard that their quarterback can really light it up through the air, so we may, uh, we may see some of that tonight. A pitch to the outside. Running back finds a crease, breaks 30, 40, 50. He's being chased, and I don't think he'll be caught. No, he just got the edge. and You know, you looked at it, it wasn't anything fancy at all. It was just a pitch out, and he took it to the right side and outran every Panther as he goes into the end zone. Well, I, I know Coach Wietrich's not going to be real tickled with that play. He had a nice lane to run through, and once he broke that lane and got – past the line of scrimmage it really wasn't any Panthers out there that was uh, I believe that was Anthony Verge yeah, he showed good speed on the play and again nothing fancy I mean it was just a design pitch play from the start he just hit the edge and we didn't have we had no contain on that particular play extra point attempt is blocked so it's now with 10.25 left we've, we've gone what a minute and 35 seconds we've got three scores it's now 14 to six. Again, I, you know, we, we, we know Coach Wiedrich, Coach Clark, all these coaching staff really well. And you know that that chapped Coach Wiedrich is you got to play good contain. You got to, you got to do things right. What it does is it gives other teams that opportunity to go, hey, we might have found a weakness at times as we advance into the state playoffs. That one score can make a huge difference. Well, that's got to pump Southeast up. I mean, They've been beat as high as 88 to nothing this year, so that, that's got to pump them up mentally. So, Jed Edwards is back deep. He's standing on about, right now, he's standing on about his own four-yard line, maybe five. Hubbard is up to around the 15. Southeast ready to kick off. It's going to come down to Edwards, but there, I don't think it was ready to play. I don't think play was uh, okayed. I think Southeast called the timeout. I see the the Southeast coach came out on the field. I he obviously, you know, maybe Doyle they don't score a lot. Maybe he looked out and says, "Yeah, we don't even have the right guys on the field." But 
Southeast burned a timeout early in the ball game on a kickoff. Not not something you want to do. Well, we got a bit of a bit of a, a break right here. Uh, I want to give a shout out to one of our uh, dedicated listeners. Uh, uh, he he listens every Friday night, if not every Friday night, at least nine out of ten. And uh, you know, so I just want to want to thank Trey and Georgia for listening to Panther football on Friday nights. Well, exactly. We, we love our Panther fans wherever they are when they're listening to ball games. And I know Trey, uh, you know, I, I think he's one of those guys we converted at some point, and I think he's got a little green blood in him. I, I think he does now. Panthers are getting ready to receive the kickoff. Again, it's 14 to 6 with 10:25 to go in the first. Panthers have had a couple of plays and scored twice. High end over end coming down to Hubbard at about the 12-yard line. 20, 30, got a little bit of a lane, 40, 30. He <laughs> could go all the way, and he will go all the way. Well, he picked up a couple of key blocks. I see no penalty flags on the play. Good job for Hubbard. I, I Again, he took it to the outside. He tight-roped it down the sidelines the whole way, showed good speed. And, uh, man, just like that, we got more points on the board. We haven't even hit two minutes into this ballgame duel, and we've already got uh, you know, four touchdowns. Uh, unbelievable. Panthers have touched the ball three times, and they've scored every time they've touched it. Extra point attempt. It's up, and it is good. So with 10-11 to go here in the first quarter, Panthers lead 21-6. Uh, Southeast just scored on, I believe, is an 81-yard touchdown. The Panthers, about, uh, I'm going to guess, uh, an 80, probably an 88-yard kick return somewhere in there. Well, again, you know, that's the first time I, I'm trying to think back. Uh, I know it's the first kickoff return for Hubbard this season. Just a sophomore, so we've got this young man for two more years. And Doyle, we we'd never really seen how fast Hubbard was until that that opportunity and. There were some Southeast guys knocking on his door, but uh, he definitely kicked the door down. Yeah, same, same thing. They they took an angle on him, but he outran the angled pursuit, uh, as did uh, Dylan Edwards on his touchdown scamper. Well, so again, if you're Wichita Southeast, you got to look at things and think, man, how do we stop these guys? And I, I just have this funny feeling that Coach Wiestrich made a couple changes or woke a couple guys up after that southeast touchdown really uncontested on our outside edge. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take note of uh who we've got. High end over in coming down and it hits the turf at about the 12 and that's about as far as the return man gets. He might have got out to the 15. It depends on how much progress he's given. Panthers we're all over that one. Well, and you're right. I think they're going to give them the ball around the 15, maybe just a little bit longer than 15. But Doyle, when he came down, he was on the 10. I mean, Panthers lit him up. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it goes right now. It's 21-6 Panthers. And it's first and 10 from just outside the 15-yard line for Southeast. Well, you got to figure Southeast is going to dial that play up again, at least on this series. And they hand it off. 
no gain on the play, and I think that's Kanye Brown, and I think that's who ran the touchdown was Kanye Brown. The reason I'm saying that is he's got, I guess it's uh, cancer month, and he's got the pink socks on, I guess, honoring that. And, yes, it is Kanye Brown if if our uh, roster that we have is correct. Well, Wichita Southeast, like we said, they, they handed us rosters with no heights, no weights tonight. And then even the AD said, hey, th- this thing's really subject to change. Second down and 11. Again, they give it to Brown. He's hitting the backfield and stuffed this time. He's going to maybe get back to the line of scrimmage. I'm, I'm going to guess he's going to lose about a yard. You know, going back to that touchdown play by – Wichita Southeast, it wasn't an option. I mean, quarterback literally took the ball and just shoveled past it back to the running back, and we had no outside contained, so you got to assume on that play that was a linebacker or or a corner's responsibility. It, it has to be that way. We have Corey Aikens now at the corner spot, Southeast. Splits two guys out to the near side and two to the far side on third down and 12. Back to pass. It's complete, but maybe got back to the original line of scrimmage, so it's going to be fourth down and about 10 for the Buffaloes. And and that's exactly what it was. So Wichita Southeast, which so many teams have done against Derby this year, punting from deep in their own territory, going to give the Panthers great field position. You know, just not the game plan you want to come in with. Fourth and long, eight minutes to go in the first quarter. Panthers lead this one 21-6. The punter is standing on about his own three-yard line. We're going to have excellent field position. Hubbard. I take that back. It's not Hubbard. It looks like it, instead of Hubbard, it is Trayvon Rose on the return, and he gets back oh, inside the 40 to, I'm going to guess, right around the 38-yard 30, line of Wichita Southeast. Well, and, and you know what, Noel, that the, the punt that Trayvon caught was down at the ground. I mean, this punt was not a good punt, and he caught it as, I mean, really at ground level. So give the young man a lot of credit for, uh, I guess, building the ground ball. Exactly. And it's still Thatcher and Edwards in the backfield. Panthers have trips to the far side, a single wide out near side. And on the pitch out to Edwards, makes two or three guys miss. He may score again. Yes, touchdown Panthers. <laughs> Dylan Edwards that time, it was a, it was an option play. They pitched to him pretty quick. And he, yeah, Doyle, I don't know. The first juke, I think he would have left everybody standing in their tracks because he made a nice cutback and then just saw a seam and, he just outran Southeast defenders. Again, just an incredible run by Dylan Edwards. 38-yard touchdown run, so that's four, basically four touches for the Panthers and four scores. And the extra point is good. So that's four extra points. So that gets uh, Simmons up to 55 out of 55 this year. Well, yeah. Noah, you know, Dylan, you know, you got to assume he's probably not going to see the field in the second half, but you know, grab this one for, you know, if you will. Again, this is a kid that doesn't get to play full games. Had almost 1,500 yards coming in tonight's ball game, right at 14 yards per carry. 
That's that's amazing. I mean, what else can you say? That that's absolutely amazing. I, you know, you and I have watched a lot of Panther football over the course of the last hundred years. It <laughs> seems like, and and this this may be. I don't know. I hate to say anything. I mean that way, but this may be the best one we've seen. Well, Doyle, you got to figure. I don't care whether you're playing third and fourth grade football. A kid that averages that many yards per carry is is kind of unheard of. And this this guy's doing it against some six A opponents that that are are good opponents. Uh, right now, the Panthers are kind of putting it to Wichita Southeast. But that move that Dylan made. <laughs> to get himself in the open was uh, it was incredible. That was a high octane move. He, he did it at a fast pace, <laughs> and he did it very smoothly. He was full speed when he made his first move, and that I mean there was a nice little crease for him, and in he goes, thirty-eight yard touchdown. Panthers lead twenty-eight-six, seven thirty to go in the first quarter. Looks like it was. Re- they, they try a bit of a reverse, and now the guy's going back the other way. And the Panthers are going to put him down at about the 15-yard line. So that little bit of razzle-dazzle, it really didn't help that much. Well, no, it, it didn't help much at all for uh, Southeast, but uh, the ball carry was very lucky. I think it was Marquand Culley. He was very lucky that he didn't lose even more yards because he reversed his field. Panthers were all over that kick return. First and 10 from just outside the 15. Panthers lead 28-6. Seven and a half minutes left in the first quarter. They hand it off straight ahead. No gain on the play. Now they're pushing it forward. The officials should have. Oh, my goodness. They're just pushing the pile. He gets Nine yards. I think the officials should have stopped it a long time ago. Well, and, and you're exactly right. I'm I'm shocked. You know, I go back to last week. We stopped uh, May South's quarterback, and it looked like it should have been a safety, and they put him at the five yard line. This play looks like it should have been blown dead. And next thing you know, he's picked up uh, nearly nine yards. It just kept pushing it forward. But and, you, uh, you got to give the kid credit. You got to give all him the time about running backs keeping their feet under him, keep those legs driving. The young man did just that. You know, you got to look too. The Southeast has a couple of O linemen that have to tip over 300 pounds, and you know that's a big load. Both guards. And again, they hand it off. This time, he's going to be stopped for a bit of a loss. Well, ball's on the ground again. Let's see if they call him down. It looks like they're calling him down, but it was definitely on the ground. Panthers thought they had it. It looked like it was. Well, I don't know who it was. I don't think we have his number on our roster. Oh, Dolan, I talk about their two guards before the game. I don't know how many people came up and said, I got to know how much these guys weigh. We told them we don't have any any weights on our rosters, and uh, these two guys are tanks, and I and I don't mean that in a bad way. They're both, I, I would guess, have to tip around 300 pounds. I think that was Ronnell Slaughter that carried the ball. Now it's third down and about six. He lost two, three yards on second down. Panthers showing blitz. Ball's intercepted. It's going to be a touchdown, Panthers. Wow. Into the end zone goes Murph. Well, and, and Doyle, just an ill-conceived play from the beginning. Southeast threw it up for grabs, and Murph standing back there. All he did is jump up, and the ball caught it well, caught it in the air. 
lands and uh, takes it to the house. It's now 34 to 6 with 5:30 left here in the first quarter. Wow. That had that that play and really the way the defense has played after the touchdown they gave up Southeast has to make uh, the coaches happy. And the extra point is good, so Panthers now lead 35-6 with uh, 5:33 left in the first quarter. <laughs> and again, you hate to see, uh, you know, we, we talked about, you said the quarterback had a pretty good arm that time. He had so much heat on him. He threw the ball up for grabs, and you know, against a defense like the Panthers. That's not a good thing when you can let someone like, like Murph run around in the, in the secondary, just, you know, Hey, I'll step in front of this and pick it off. Easy touchdown. Well, I think, uh, with five thirty to go and a 35 to six lead, uh, that, that play they got the touchdown on was obviously an, an anomaly. I mean, we busted something on that on our defensive side because since that play, they've done nothing. Uh, haven't even come close to a first down. And that was a it was a mental mistake. I guarantee you, it was a missed assignment. Coaches can handle a missed assignment much better than going, "Hey, you guys are just better than me, and I can't cover you." That wasn't anything more than than a misread. I agree. I think it was just a busted assignment, and uh, the Buffaloes took advantage of it. Thirty-five you know, I said earlier, six. Doyle, this was used to be Southeast and Derby were Donnybrooks. I mean, when Southeast Derby met, you, you know, all I, everything was all cards were on the table. In recent years, Southeast has struggled. Late eighties, early nineties, it was quite a rivalry. The kick is taken at about the twelve. Brought down at about the 25, and I believe it was, uh, yes, it was Cully again. Marquand Cully on the return. You know, last week's halftime guest was Leon Edwards, Dylan Edwards' dad. I think we touched on the fact that, you know, he was a Southeast guy. And back in those days, that was that era that uh, Southeast or early 90s, and, and it was it was a well of a ball game. And, you know, someone asked, they go, why did you interview him tonight? Well, at that point, we uh, we didn't think we were playing Southeast. We were pretty set on that we were going to play Wichita North. Absolutely. Yeah, that decision wasn't made till I think, the morning of the eighth game. Back to pass. Pass was intended for Cully, and he just can't make the play. Panthers had a couple guys out there uh, covering. One of them was the linebacker, Roman Bowden. Well, we we knocked the ball down, and we we had good coverage on the play. We just knocked it to the ground. That stops the clock with 5:24 left in the first quarter. Again, the Panthers have jumped out to a 35-6 lead. Uh, every time they've touched the football, it's been a touchdown. Well, I think it was Damari Baker that knocked the ball down. But again, you just don't. The the play wasn't run well. It was he was throwing the ball off his back foot under a lot of dress. Second and 10, back to pass. It's going to be a good play there by the Panthers on defense. I don't see a flag. Pass is incomplete. It was intended for Marquand Cully. And uh, it'll be second down and third down, excuse me, and 10. Clock stops with these pass plays, incomplete pass plays. It was 520 left. Well, if you're southeast, that's what you have to do. The run game. Short of the one play, the run game's really gone nowhere. You have to loosen up the defense. 
generally speaking, teams do that with short passes, screen passes, little slant routes, uh, something of that nature. Right now, Wichita Southeast needs to find their 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 feet. Third and ten. Back to pass. There's a penalty marker on the play, and the play will be stopped. So somebody jumped. Or I, I think it's going to go against the Panthers. I, I know we had two or three guys showing blitz. It looked like they might have crossed the line, but who knows? We'll wait to see what the call is. False start. Well, and you know what probably happened? You saw the three Panthers come running up to show blitz, and I thought, oh, man, I hope we didn't get them. But, you know, as those offensive linemen, you start seeing guys running up to the line of scrimmage. It's hard not to, to flinch or think, man, I, I got to protect my quarterback. So, luckily, on that play, it goes against Wichita Southeast. So, now it's third and 15. The ball moves back to the 20-yard line. Again, we've got 518 left in the first quarter. Panthers lead 35-6. Southeast has four wideouts, two to each side, back to pass. Now he's running for his life, and he's going to be sacked. Well, again, we, like showed Mason from, Hopper. we showed blitz from the outside very quickly. We got back there, made the play. Doyle, once again, Wichita Southeast is going to punt from their end zone. It was Mason Hopper on the sack, and uh, Panthers forced them back to the 10, so they lost 10 on that play. So they're going to be punting, like you said, deep in their own territory. Panthers are going to have super field position again. Our punt returners are standing on the southeast 35. They go back to Mason's uh, Hopper's uh, play. What a pleasant surprise for this young man. Just a sophomore playing lights out. Kicks high end over end. Taken by Edwards. 30, 20. Makes a couple guys miss. He's going to get tackled inside the 15 at about the 13. First time he's been tackled tonight. I'll tell you what, Dylan Edwards has more wiggle than a bowl of jello. I'm telling you, this kid is just fun to watch. I, you know, we, we talked, uh, you and I talked uh, last week about all the great running backs that have come through Derby and we've had running backs that, that were incredible. And I, and I think to a man, you and I both said, this may be the best one we've had. And that goes in a long history of great running backs. Yes, we've had a lot of good running backs at this high school. And it's going to be Thatcher and Edwards in the backfield. Panthers have three wideouts to the far side, a single wideout to the near side, Caden Brown. Southeast running players on as the play's getting ready to go. Back to pass. Caught. Touchdown. <laughs> Waited for the official to see if he was in bounds, but oh, that was a nice, you know, goal looking into the future. What a nice touchdown catch because if he doesn't come down with it, no one comes down with that play. Great catch. Caden Brown on the reception, and he was. it was a good thrown ball. It was a good pitch and catch by the Panthers, and my goodness, Kevin, I think that's what, six plays and six touchdowns or six, five <laughs> offensive plays and Five touchdowns, so so far tonight, Southeast has not, they have no answer for the Panthers on offense or the defensive interception. And Simmons made the extra point. Well, I, I, again, Simmons is perfect on the season on his extra points. And, you know, this is a kid that, I mean, he kicks a lot, and as I said to start the ball game, 
we we may have to ice his leg down again for about the third week in a row. Yeah, he's uh, not only spot on on his extra points. I believe he's two for two field goal wise. So he's hasn't missed a kick this year, and I hope that doesn't jinx him. No, he's he's uh, played very well. And keep in mind, he's uh, he's a soccer guy, and the soccer team won last night to advance on in the playoffs. I believe they play in uh, Topeka on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, hats off to these guys, one of eight teams remaining in the state of Kansas. So, Bill, it's always great to see that we have uh, – we're not just a football school. We we participate in all uh, all sports. And I know the girls' cross country is going to be off the state. So, uh, always good to see Derby sports doing well. You bet it is. Yeah, it's it's not just football. There's other sports in the fall, and, and, and I'm glad our soccer and our cross country teams are also doing well. 42-6. Kick is up in the air. It's coming down to Cully at about the 13. He finds a bit of a crease, 30, 40, and he's going to get out near midfield where Southeast will have great field position to start this possession. Well, again, not going to be uh, make Coach DeVore happy with his special teams because, you know, we're so good at pinning people back. We don't want to have those kind of things happen. It's right at midfield, it looks like, where they're going to spot the ball. 4.05 left. In the first, Panthers lead this one 42 to 6. Well, and Doyle, I, I again, you got to think about what Dylan Edwards has done with the football in his hands. And if you're Coach Clark, you got to be looking at this thing going, man, I got to get other facets of my game involved. You're up 42 to 6. It's uh, still the first quarter, guys. Yes. 405 left, first and 10, southeast at midfield. They pitch it. He's going to get hit and drop for about a five yard loss. And that looked like it was Ronell Slaughter, the ball carrier for Southeast. You know, Doyle, I'm anxious to see where they spot this ball because, again, you know where the forward progress is and where he ended up, and 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 I think they're going to give him a, a very good spot on that ball. But he was driven back uh, immediately by the Panthers. They're they're putting it down after a five yard loss, and it could have been ten. Easily 10, yes. He, he was trying to get away. Second and 15. Clock moving, 3.20 left. Again, Panthers lead 42-6. We're in the first quarter. Back to throw. His quarterback. And I believe that. If it wasn't picked off, it was nearly picked off by Clemens for uh, the Panthers. Great play, and, and and after he made the play, you could see the ball on the ground, but nice play that time by our uh, our corner. It's third down and 15 from the southeast 45. Well, I understand we got some new Panthers uh, on the north end of Derby listening to tonight's ball game. You know, it's never too late to become a Derby Panther, so we've got some young ones that, uh, you know, they were texting me saying that, hey, we're listening to Old Doyle and Kevin on the radio tonight, so you know we we love welcoming new Panthers. Third and fifteen, again forty-two six, just over three minutes left in the first quarter. Back to pass, a lot of pressure. Ball's just thrown up in the air, and it was knocked away. Pretty good coverage by Murph, and uh, it was intended for it looked like uh, Cash McQuarrie. Well, again, your your teacher quarterbacks. Hey, if the pressure's on, you have nothing to do with it. Eat the football. And that time, he threw it straight up in the air. And 
very fortunate that that ball was not picked off. So they're going to punt. So they got great field position after the kick return, but they lost five yards, and now it's going to be fourth down. Panthers shouldn't have as good a field position as they've had. Boy, this is going to drive Edwards back inside the 10. He's going to pick it up at about the four. Makes one guy miss. Another guy's missing. He's got three guys out here waiting for him. He's Uh going to outrun them. Uh Uh-oh. Touchdown, Panthers. Uh Uh-oh. If you're southeast, you let the ball bounce back to the three or four-yard line. Dylan Edwards retreats, picks up the ball. Any other guy in the state, coaches pulling their hair out going, don't touch it. Dylan Edwards makes a couple of jukes, gets to the sideline, and it was lights out. Yeah, he had three guys at about the 35-yard line that he had to get by. He made a little bit of a move and not much of one, and then he just out turned the jets on, outran everybody. I called touchdown. He was still at the 40-yard line well, of southeast. Oh, the, the punt was a line drive. It was a good punt. It just didn't get very high, and it traveled well over Edwards' head. But, you know, you got to contain this young man. The extra point's good. It's now 49-6. to six. We're still in the first quarter, and, uh, you know, Panthers have just – it's just been one play at a time for them. They've, they've had the ball. They've intercepted it a touchdown. They've had a couple of kicks that were returned for touchdowns. It's just been one play at a time, and they've scored. Well, again, a lot of online listeners tonight. Denver, Dallas, Chicago, Kansas City, Rogers, Arkansas, Columbia, Missouri, Los Angeles, Palmera, Florida, Wachula, Florida, Aurora, Aurora Colorado, McKinney, Iowa. Again, you know, just the online listeners – and all you have to do is really, if you have an Alexa device, say, hey, Alexa, play, you know, KDKQ, Alive 105, and, and you're going to get the game. You can go to the website, easily navigated, uh, you know, pull up the ball game. You know, again, once a Panther, always a Panther. We love those online listeners. Well, the Panther offense is in high gear. The special teams are in high gear. The defense is in high gear. So, you know, they're getting ready for the playoffs and uh, tonight. I think uh, they are absolutely clicking on all cylinders tonight. <laughs> they are, but, you know, again, you, you figure you like our odds coming into tonight's ball game. But, you know, Doyle, you and I talk a lot about this. Would you have guessed that, would they, that you'd have seen this much scoring in the first quarter? Yeah, it's 49-6. to six, So that's 50, 55 points combined. Simmons is kicking off again. It's going to come down to, and it's going to bounce out of bounds. So Southeast will have it at the 35. It just, you know, it took one of them football bounces. Uh, it's not like a basketball or a soccer ball or a, or a baseball. Those things, you never know what direction those footballs are going to bounce. And, and obviously the, the plan is to kick it deep, kick it over towards the sideline. And uh, the ball landed, you know, three or four ba- uh, yards in bounds, but, it took a bounce straight to the east and uh, towards the uh, Wichita Southeast sideline. Going to be first and 10 for Southeast at the, looks like, 35-yard line. 2.36 left. We're still in the first quarter. It's 49-6, to Derby over Southeast. And we're 36 minutes time-wise into this ballgame, so long first quarter. And they hand the ball straight ahead. The runner's going to pick up five, maybe six on first down. 
Well, again, if you're Coach uh, Wietrich, you know, you want to make every play behind the line of scrimmage, but pretty nice play by Wichita Southeast that time on a little bit of a counter. Looked looked like the 91 was the ball carrier, but we don't have him on our roster, so all we can do is call his number. Well, this is uh, a Southeast team that really has pretty good numbers. When you look over the sideline, we were – being told during the week that, that they may bring as few as 25 or 30, but gosh, they got a, a good group of kids over there. Second and six, the ball's on the ground, quarterback picks it up, and then he just gets, <laughs> it's just too many Panthers. Yeah, he's leveled, and, you know, it's always a bad thing when you drop the ball. You know, you look up, and, you know, in this case, if you're, if you're southeast, you look up and you see the green jerseys breathing down your neck. Not a good sign. Wichita Southeast lost about six of those yards that they'd gained. Looked like Andon Carpenter, the initial hit, and then he was helped by his teammates, and uh, he loses probably, uh, I'm going to guess, three yards on that play. So it's third down and eight. And we know Andon Carpenter's uh, a force to be reckoned with. Ball's resting on the Southeast 37. Back to pass, it's just into the ground. It was underthrown, greatly underthrown. I think it was in, intended for Nottingham Southeast. Now it's going to be fourth down, and they're going to punt. Now the Derby punt return team's getting a lot of practice tonight. Back deep for the Panthers is going to be Trayvon Rose and Dylan Edwards. And you got, you know, you got to kind of wonder: Are you going to try to punt to Dylan Edwards, or are you going to? You know, uh, would you? No, no, there's no doubt. Not after that last one, that 90, what, 95, 96 yard punt return. Low snap, juggled a little bit, but the guy gets it off. It comes down to Rose at about the 33, and he's going to get knocked down right there. There's a penalty marker on the play. They were waiting to see what the what the penalty flag is, but. It came from uh, away over on the Wichita Southeast sideline. Well, Wichita Southeast brought a good crowd to tonight's ball game. Uh, Good night for football. Um, We haven't seen what the call is yet. Now we're going to see. Yeah, I think it's going against the Panthers. Probably a hold. Blocking the back. Yeah, that's what they're calling. Blocking the back. By the Panthers. Worst field position of the evening for Derby. Yeah, 22-yard line with 44 seconds left. They lead 49-6 to over the Golden Buffalo. Yeah, 44 seconds left in the first quarter. Yes, 44 in the first quarter. (laughs) If you hear that score and someone tuned in, they probably thought, man, this got to be in the fourth quarter. And they give it on a handoff straight up the middle. Edwards, and this time he's going to get tackled after picking up 10 or 11 yards on first down. Well, he, he made a couple of moves that time, and Wichita Southeast lucky that they pulled him down. Doyle, I got to give Jonas Vickers a ton of credit. He pancaked his guy five yards in the in the backfield. On a keeper, Mercer Thatcher to the near side. He's going to get out. Now he's going to pick up enough, I think, for a first down. That was just a fake to Edwards, and Mercer just picked up 10 or 11 on uh, – on first down. Well, you know, we give all the credit all the time to, to Mercer Thatcher and Dylan Edwards and Hubbard and all these guys, but it doesn't go anywhere without the guys up front. 
that time again, I couldn't help but notice that Vickers absolutely pancaked this guy in the way in the backfield. So great play by uh, one of our offensive linemen. Well, that's going to end the first quarter. Panthers lead this one 49-6. This is Panther football on Live 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Live 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. All right, and we're back at Panther Stadium starting the second quarter. Panthers lead this with 49-6. Uh, uh, it's been all Panthers, obviously. Uh, Southeast had one breakaway touchdown. I think it was like 81 yards. But other than that, uh, they really haven't done much against the Panther defense. The Panther offense and special teams have been clicking pretty good. Oh, they've played very well. Doyle, a big shout-out tonight to Talon Neal, uh, He's a guy, he, he had surgery uh, this morning. I understand everything went well, but, you know, you always hate hearing a kid have a season-ending injury. And, you know, we, we know Talon will be back next year, and uh, we wish him all, all the best. First and 10 Panthers from their own 44-yard line. They lead 49-6. to six. Oh, we're going to a running clock, we're being told, uh, well, this is if we're going to a running clock, this is the start of the second quarter. This game might be and over. They, by and they definitely o'clock. have gone to a running clock. Yes. They pitch it out to Edwards. He's going to score, I'm going to guess. Yes. Touchdown, Edwards. Wow. Again, Dylan Edwards just takes a pitch. And, you know, well, that time, it, all other only thing you really had to see out of Dylan was speed because he ran through a hole that was the size of a semi truck. And he just outran Wichita Southeast. So, mercifully, they've gone to the running clock. So, Ken Simmons is going to be on for the extra point. Extra point attempt by Simmons. And it looks good, and it is. So, the Panthers now lead 56-6. to six. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther Football on Live 105 KDKQ. 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses, the Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Derby Overhead, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, and Fisher Media. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Well, Doyle, I, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, we over the years we've seen several running clocks, this year particularly a lot, but I don't know that I can ever remember starting the second quarter in a running clock situation. Well, that, you know, it's usually the second half. It's got to be 40-some points, but I'm sure it was agreed upon by both coaches and uh, – you know, if it's agreed upon that way, then so be it. Well, you're—I think you're going to see Derby clear the benches pretty quick. It's fifty-six to six. Simmons is kicking off. 
I'll bet I'll bet there if if they have the starters out there again, I'll bet this is the first time they've played in a, in a running clock situation. High end over end's going to go going to be picked up by Cully at about the 3-yard line. He gets hit hard at about the 12 or 13. He let it hit hoping I guess it would bounce out of bounds, but it took us one of those funny football bounces and he had to field it the Panthers uh yeah, got to I him think at, at first he thought I'm, I may just let this go, but he had Panthers breathing down his neck. How how horrible would that have been for Wichita Southeast if Derby would have picked up the ball on the one or two yard line? Well, we've got wholesale changes in the ball game for the Panthers. Well, and that's a smart thing to do. I mean, you, you what the worst thing that could happen to you is leaving a bunch of starters in, having an injury in a ball game that's already been decided. Yeah, the whole defensive line is different. All the LBs are different. Yeah, this is probably a number two lineup for the Panthers, so that that means when they get the ball back, we'll probably see offensively the same type of thing. Well, I I looked down earlier and I saw Hamlin warming up uh, at the quarterback position. So, yeah, you got to figure you're going to see a lot of new faces. And they give it to number 91. He kind of pushes the pile a little bit, picks up two or three on first down. Well, Wichita Southeast, I knew, you know, they knew coming into the night that they were going to play a very powerful derby team, but I don't think even they thought that they would see a, a running clock in the second quarter. And You know, hats off to, to again, coach over there. Uh, he, he's in a rebuilding situation. He's first-year coach. You know, what I like to see is the amount of kids on the sideline and the amount of kids that he's got participating. And it has to start there. you got to start building. With a with a strong foundation, and let's let's hope Wichita Southeast comes back. You're right. You got you got to start brick by brick. Second and seven, they pitch it out to 91, and he's going to get a first down out to about the 25 yard line. In the running clock situation, doesn't matter that he went out of bounds. The, they're just going to let the clock run. So uh, seven. 30 to go. Panthers lead 56 to 6 over the Southeast Golden Buffaloes. Again, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how many yards Dylan Edwards has in the first half. Got to be a ton. And then you throw in the, the uh, kick return. <laughs> and I got to think that Dylan Edwards, just all purpose yardage, has got to be in that close to that 300 range. First and 10 from the 25. Clock is moving. Seven minutes left in the half. And they give it again to 91. He gets a big hole. Gets out to about the 42 or 43-yard line. So he picked up about 16 or 17 on first down. Well, yeah, you, you have to assume that Wichita Southeast isn't going to do anything any different. You know, this this is going to be their last ball game of the season. So, you know, starting tomorrow morning, they're checking in equipment. And you got, you got some seniors out here that have put in the blood, sweat, and tears. And, you need to let them finish the ball game. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I guess we keep calling 91. We don't have a name for him. We don't have him on our roster, but uh, I, I'm being told it's 81. It looked like 91 to me. If it's 81, he's a freshman, Andrew Williams. Well, I knew it was 81. I just didn't want to crack you. Yeah, <laughs> I know who told me. And he gets hit behind the line of scrimmage this time. And that would be 
Jonathan Hernandez on the stop. Nice, nice play by uh, Hernandez. Uh, he was in there very quickly. Well, he's uh, he's a big kid, uh, 6'3", 220 pounds. Well, I got an excuse. The guy's jersey was all messed up, and it looked like a nine. Then he, he went off the field, and he pulled his jersey down, and you could clearly see it was an eight. Pitched back. He gets to the outside, still on his feet. And that's going to be brought down after about seven seven yards. Kanye Brown, yeah, Panthers have the football. <laughs> so, again, when Southeast looks like maybe it's putting together some kind of drive, they cough up the football. So we'll see who comes in. I saw Hamlin was warming up down there. Don't know if we'll, we'll give Brock Zerger some reps or not, but uh, you expect to see a whole different group of uh, offensive guys for the Panthers. It's Zerger. It's Hamlin. Well, Zerger's coming out at a wide receiver position. It's Conley Hamlin will be the quarterback along with Derek Hubbard in the backfield for the Panthers. They pitch it out to Hubbard. He gets a big hole, gets to the outside, 30, still on his feet, inside the 10, down at about the 8-yard line. Yeah, we, we've said this week in and week out. Hubbard could be playing at about any other school. He's a guy that I know Coach Clark's wanting to get more touches. You see it in that two-back offense. What a luxury to have Dylan Edwards and Hubbard both. So the ball's on the nine, first and goal for Derby. There's four minutes left in the half. It's 56-6. to six. Panthers are threatening again after recovering a fumble. Again, Derek Hubbard, a, a 5, 765-pound soft. Quick pass, just a little out, little bit out of the reach of the intended receiver out there. I think that was Rudy, Colton Rudy. Well, Doyle, you got to like Hamlin. He had some zip on that football. I mean, this is a kid that's we've talked about him, that he's really came on and just got better and better. He's our long snapper, but, boy, he shows some promises. He really threw that ball hard. 320 left. Again, 56 to 6. Your Panthers are leading in this first round of the 6A state playoffs. Hamlin on a keeper. He's going to get brought down for very little gain. So it's going to be third down and long for the Panthers. Third and goal. Now, Hamlin pulled the ball out, and there really was nowhere to go. And he is he's lit up for uh, really no gain whatsoever. Hamlin's a senior. Yeah, it's still still third down now and nine. Third and goal from the nine. Derek Hubbard, as we said, just a sophomore. Well, he, he we saw him on the touchdown run. He had, I mean, great speed. We'll see what the Panthers dial up on this third down play. Back to pass. Hamlin still on his feet, being chased inside the five, hit hard at about the three-yard line. Well, Conley did a great job of that time, scrambling out of a lot of pressure, and he turned the corner and picked up good yardage and 
Well, he paid the price at the end of that because he was hit very hard. Yeah, he he was knocked down hard. So it's fourth down for the Panthers with under two minutes left in the second quarter. They lead 56-6. to six. Again, Hamlin showed great composure, didn't get too rattled by what was happening, and, and uh, he, you know, he hit the edge, and you thought maybe he was going to get to the end zone, but right at the, about the three, uh, Wichita South East lit him up. That's third down and goal, fourth down and goal from the three. Again, Hamlin just on a keeper. He's not going to get there. He's going to get maybe uh, knee went down on about the four, so it's going to be southeast ball from the four-yard line. Well, if you're southeast deep in your own territory, you don't expect to see anything too fancy. With uh, By the time they get things worked out, they're gonna, we're going to be well under a minute left in the half. And if you just join us, uh, this went to a running clock to start the second quarter. Panthers 56 up 56-6. to six. Yeah, Panthers scored 56 points in the first quarter. And that in in and of itself is quite an accomplishment. But the first half a dozen times they touched the ball, whether defensively or offensively, they scored. You don't think to see anything too fancy out of Southeast here. Kanye Brown. For very little gain. In fact, he might have lost a yard or two. That could be the last play of the first half. Panthers are going to go in at halftime with a large lead. Well, you don't, you know, again, Southeast is going to try and get a playoff. Very smart in the, in this instance that you go in, and I, I don't know how you regroup. Well, I don't know what you say. I, I think, uh, you know, maybe if you're Wichita Southeast, you go, gosh, I wish they'd run the clock during halftime because it's, uh, it's a game that was decided in the first quarter. Yeah, it. it you, you'd think it's decided right now, but both teams are heading into the locker room. Southeast, they're going into their locker room on the east side of the stadium. Nice new facility we've got here. Uh, locker room and concession over there. And uh, Panthers will be going on the west side with their, lock, their locker room. And uh, they're going to be talking some stuff at halftime. I, but again, you... With a 56 to six lead, you, you kind of wonder what, you know, I, I guess you get the twos and threes and get them ready. Well, if you're, if you're the Panther coaching staff, I mean, and here's what I'm going to tell you. You're saying if you're Southeast, you're in there and you're going, guys, we're, we're building. I got young guys. We're building. We're trying to get some, some things worked out. We're, we're going to get better. If you're Derby, you're in there talking to your twos and threes and going, Hey, you, we expect execution out of you. We expect a lot of things because. You really are that one play away from being a starter. So, you know, if you're the Panthers, you do want to work on those things. And you and I have seen Coach Clark with that, you know, for years. It's like, gosh, I don't care if it's if they pulled you and I down there, he's going to coach you up because he knows that that's his future and he's got to keep these guys game ready. Yeah, well, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how they – well, you know they're going to come out with the twos and threes. But, uh, you know, and I think – I think – and this is just my opinion. I don't think we were really, try- and I hate to say this, really trying that hard to score uh, inside the 10. But, you know, it, it just, I mean, the kids gave it all they had. But, you know, we didn't call anything fancy. We didn't call anything deceptive. It was just your basic basic plays. And, and 
you know, I don't, I guess I don't want to say they didn't want to score. Of course they did. But, uh, you know, it, it just wasn't anything fancy down there inside the 10 yard line. Well, no. And again, you, you're in a situation that you've got uh, Conley Hamlin in the ball game who's shown a lot of promise, but Conley started the season as kind of the, the third guy in line. And we've moved Brock Zerger to a wide receiver position because he's a tremendous athlete. You want him on the field. And well, I still say, don't be surprised to see Brock Zerger, uh, in a big time game, uh, running the ball, possibly throwing the ball out of his, uh, position in his slot position so uh you know good coaching maneuver move by uh, coach clark i'm sure that they've worked on that in practice it's probably one of those plays that they work on but just are very guarded about when they use it panthers lead this one 56 to 6 this is panther football on live 105 kdkq 105.9 fm we'll be back KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com Johnson & Company was founded in 1983 offering a full range of accounting services while giving you the individual attention that you need. They are located at 325 East Madison and can be reached at 788-0555 Johnson & Company is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. Lawn got you down? Diamondback Total Lawn Care offers services for all your lawn needs. They can be reached at 573-2267 or on their Facebook page, Diamondback Total Lawn Care. Diamondback Total Lawn Care is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. sure does, Mooney Pie. I love me some fall events. Go sport ball. You know, the Derby Public Library has lots of events this fall. What events are you talking about? Events for kids of all ages and adults, too. We just have to visit derbylibrary.com for all the info. Holy smokes, the library sounds like a party to me. Hey, kid, you're holding that football wrong. Let me show you how it's done. Oh, granny. Derby Public Library. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Trips to the bank are now optional. At Fidelity Bank, we offer a wide range of options, including next-level digital banking. Manage your money when and where you want, from traditional in-person service to a totally online experience. We stand ready to serve by giving you the tools to control your finances your way from anywhere. Together, we move bravely onward. Pause Photography specializes in family and senior portraits. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Pause Photography, or they can be reached at 631-5417. Pause Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, riversidecafewichita.com. 
For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles at Derby, Kansas. They offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 788-0514. Wilhite Automotive is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 9 till 4. They can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. For the past 16 years, Artistic Builders has offered home building in Derby and the surrounding area. Artistic Builders offer different plans to make your dream home come true. They can be reached at 650-7536 or on their website, artistic.builders. Artistic Builders is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium where Derby's run up a 56-6 score over the Southeast Golden Buffaloes. Uh, we're at halftime. We're we're happy to have a young man that played football here in Derby up up here with us, Lim Wash. Uh, uh, he's going to say a few words to us. Well, we're we're very happy to have Lim up here tonight. And I know uh, I talked to Coach Clark earlier in the week, and I said, you know, we we would like to see if you have anyone that could be a guest. And he just lit up, Lim. He says, you know what, Lim is uh, back in town. They have a bye week. We know you're at Tennessee Tech. Yes, sir. Talk to us a little bit about how things are going in in Tennessee. Everything's going great up there right now. It's all been a learning experience. You know, I'm registering this year just to learn the offense, you know, get comfortable because it's a whole new it's a whole new game when you're in college. You know, everybody's good. So oh. I'm just getting used to it now. Got in the game last week and was able to do something. So it's only up from here. Oh, awesome. Talk to us a little bit about that. I know we were chatting just a little bit ago about the difference of being that far away from home and how, how different it is. Oh, yeah. Parents aren't there to help you out. <laughs> There's times after meetings you get back and you're like, well, dinner's on me today. Or Sundays you're like, I got to do my own laundry. Got to go to the store. Everything's on your own. Right, right. So, you know, I got to ask this question. I, it's been on my mind all day long, I guess. that You know, you got your brother playing yes, out sir. there right now, Miles, and he's playing a linebacker position. I got to know. So if we're in an Oklahoma drill, who's going to win? Oh, me every time. I love it. I love it. I, I, I told somebody, I said, I, I, I know what the question, the answer is going to be, but you got to love that. You know, we're, we're here where the ball game's kind of a runaway, I mean, right now. But talk to us about how neat it is to come back. You were a two-time state guy here at Derby. Yes, talk to us a little bit about what it's like to come down, back down and see your guys. Oh, it's been great being able to see the guys for the first time in months. So, again, back, being able to see the guys, seeing them around the tunnel again, it's just all great memories for me. Just being able to see everybody, it's just been a blessing. So are you keeping in touch with my, I mean, you know, you, you got the ability to listen to us uh, while you're at home, right. you know, in Tennessee. You know, are you, how, how are you communicating with Miles while you're here? Uh, or we, gone, sorry. Uh, we all, we're on the phone a lot. We FaceTime a lot. Give him a lot of encouragement. He calls me after the games, tells me what he thinks and all that. So, yeah, it's been great. We keep in touch a lot. Wow. So at, at, at Tennessee Tech, I mean, what what kind of offense do you guys run opposed to what you what you learned here at Derby? Um, we – we actually run a lot of what we run here, just less speed option. We run a lot of more trying to find voids in defense, throwing the ball and all that. And a lot of our runs are par- primarily through the running back. 
But with me, when I'm in, they try to they try to run me a lot more, have a lot more speed option because they know that's a big part of my game. Well, no doubt. We saw that out of you for, for years. You were a lot of highlight reel stuff that we enjoyed. But talk to us about the difference between – and Derby's a high-level football program. What's the big difference between playing at Derby and playing in c- college? Um, this might be hard to believe, but there's actually not that big of a difference. This program is ran really well where everybody's held accountable. And I'd say the only difference is in college – it's a lot more, it's a lot more like everybody's good. You know, everybody's strong. Everybody's fast. You know, a lot of mistakes you can, you can get away with in high school, you will not get away with. Right. So like high school, I mean, high school, I can, get a, I can get away with a misread every now and then. College, it's a pick six the other way. <laughs> so it's not really that much of a difference, just the speed of the game. And so what's the plans? I mean, obviously you said you're red-shirted. You're getting to play a little bit, I think. Isn't it, you can only play so many plays. Yes, or, four games. Or, yeah, so so what's the plans? I mean, who's in front of you? What's the plans looking forward? Um, this year we had a transfer from Western Kentucky and a guy who's a junior right now competing for the spot right now. So they want me to – the plan is for me to take over next year, just let me learn the offense and all that and not have me caught up in on the whole co- quarterback controversy right now. Just let me sit back in the shadows, learn the offense, work on my game, and the next year when I come in – I'll be able to take over. Well, I got to say, I know people that are listening, they can't see you, but physically you look awesome. You you didn't do, you know, everyone says, you know, the college, you put on that freshman 20 and all this stuff. You know, right now you look phenomenal and we appreciate that you came up here tonight. Talk to us a little bit about, uh, about uh, your time at Tennessee and a little bit about your brother. And I'll have to share with him that uh, you would win that Oklahoma. Oh, battle. Every time, every time. <laughs> okay. That was uh Lim Washington. Uh, came up and talked to us for a little bit tonight and uh, kudos to Lim and, you know, his whole family. I know some of his, his parents and all were looking up here and Lim's a, a great young man, a good, uh, good uh, 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 guy for Derby. I mean, to look at uh, for many, many years and Lim will uh, be looking forward to watching you and hearing more good things about you. Well, this, this is 56 to six at halftime. And again, we want to thank Lim Wash for coming up and, and talking to us a little bit. Uh, this is Panther football on a live 105. 105.9 KDKQ. We'll be back. Fisher Media Company offers video, audio, graphic, and web services for churches and businesses alike. Fisher Media is a strong believer in Alive 105's mission and strategy on being a light to Derby, Kansas, and the surrounding areas. Fisher Media is a proud partner of Alive 105 and a sponsor of Derby Panther football. For nearly 45 years, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States. Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788-3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Derby Overhead offers a wide range of garage door services and is located at 3019 North Oliver in Derby. To set up an appointment, they can be reached at 788-8889 or at derbyoverhead.com. Derby Overhead is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, 
integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Build Station Dinosaurs is a prehistoric experience featuring over 40 life-size, moving, and realistic dinosaurs that's thrilling, educational, and fun for the family. This September, sleep under the stars with Cretaceous Camping, Fridays and Saturdays. More information on their website, kansasdinos.com. Build Station Dinosaurs is located on the north side of Derby at 2999 North Rock Road. Build Station Dinosaurs is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther Football. Derby Nutrition is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby, serving healthy meal smoothies, high-quality protein, clean energy drinks, teas, and protein coffee. Derby Nutrition is located at 200 North Baltimore and can be reached at 260-5557. And on their Facebook page, Derby Nutrition and Energy. Derby Nutrition, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1985, d Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include engine maintenance, heating and air conditioning, battery service, tires, and wheel alignment. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Burton and Derby, they can get you back on the road with quality and timely repair. More information on services that DNB Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or they can be reached at 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. DNB Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. And we're back at Panther Stadium where Panthers have... uh Kind of taking all the fire out of the Golden Buffaloes. They lead 56 to 6. Uh, they both teams are back on the field. They're into their obligatory three-minute warm-up period. So we'll be starting the second half here pretty quick. Well, Doyle, while we got a little bit of time, we we thought we were having stats tonight, but evidently the uh, the computer that we keep them on crashed in the first quarter. So you know, I asked one of the guys, "I go, how many all-purpose yards does Edwards have?" And all I heard over there was. Man, it's got to be 300, 350, so I'm sure that's uh, probably fairly accurate. Uh, a couple scores of interest uh, to us, anyway, one that might surprise you, anyway. And these are halftime scores. Wichita East, 2, Garden City, 0. Yeah, Washburn Rural, 28, Wichita West, 0. Free State, 28, Wichita South, 0. Manhattan, 23, Wichita North, 0. And Gardner Edgerton, 14, Dodge City 13. Doyle, I know you were getting ready to say that Wichita East Garden City scores one you and I've been watching. Yeah, it, it, when I look at, when I look at this, the, uh, matchups on the West side, that's the only upset game I see is Garden City well, and Wichita East. Speaking of matchups, can you give us the matchups? Oh, I, I got them. 
on the west side of the bracket, uh, obviously number 16, Wichita Southeast, they're, they're playing the Panthers undefeated. Uh, number two, Manhattan, they're 7-1. They're playing number 15, Wichita North. Number three, Junction City, they're also 7-1. They're playing number 14, Campus. Washburn Rule, number four seed, 7-1. They're playing Wichita West, 2-6. And, and number five, Free State, 6-2. and two. They're playing Wichita South at two and six. Number six, Lawrence, six and two. They're playing Topeka at two and six. And number seven, Dodge City. They're playing number 10, Gardner Edgerton. Uh, Dodge City, six and two. Edgerton is uh, three and five. And what we talked about briefly was uh, number eight, Wichita East, hosting number nine, Garden City. Both teams five and three. And I believe Kevin said that score was. Two to zero. Well, I just got an update. It is now uh, Wichita East ten, Garden City zero. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I believe they played a couple weeks ago, and and uh, Wichita East put it on them pretty good, uh, about fifty to six or seven, and uh, much closer this week. Well, and, and again, Wichita East last week beat Bishop Carroll, which was kind of a stunner around the state. We assume if that score holds true. Because we're going to play the winner of that ball game, either East or Garden City. So right now it's looking pretty strong that it could be Wichita East. Yes, and uh, it, it again, that that's the only, on our side of the bracket anyway, that was the only upset alert I would, I would say anything about. Panthers, I believe, are going to be on defense to start the second half. They lead 56-6, and uh, it's – Obviously going to be a running clock, so this will be a should be a fast second half. So Panthers are going to get, I'm sure, going to get some uh, youngsters in the ball game. And again, that you know, that's the way to sustain your program is get these youngsters action on Friday nights. And I believe our uh, all of our non varsity. Well, it is going to be all our non-varsity. And, and as I said, if Wichita Southeast had any wishes, it probably would have been, hey, this 15 minutes, let it run off the clock because we'd started the running clock at the beginning of the second quarter, and and it doesn't stop. Once they start that, it's going to run throughout the game no matter what happens. Looks like Grady Jessup will be kicking off for the Panthers. High, it's end over end. It's going to come down inside the 10. It's going to take a bounce. It's going to go out of bounds. So the the uh, Panthers will have to uh, start their defensive stand on the 35-yard line of Southeast. And, again, a nice kick by Jessup. It just took the funky roll. And I don't know how the Panthers have had such bad luck with that the last two weeks. Yeah, it's about time for that thing to take at least a straight back bounce. But uh, it seems like it hits the turf and, boom, it goes directly to the right or left, depending on which side of the field it, it hits on. Panthers are jockeying more players in here in the uh, beginning of the second half. 56-6. Well, the clock never started. It should It should start. I guess, it, it, I guess it's uh, that's right. It went out of bounds, so it wouldn't have started. It will start here. Brown's in the backfield. He takes the pitch, gets to the outside. Panthers are going to stuff him at about, oh, he might get a yard, but that's about it on first down. Well, as we said, I think at halftime that was probably a conversation. 
I don't care what group's in there. We're going to win the day. I mean, we're going to get better in there on every play. And so far, the Panthers have uh, – the twos have uh, kept Wichita Southeast out of the end zone. Southeast scored early in the ball game on a pitch play, and they found an edge and just outran the Panthers downfield since then. Derby's done a pretty good job of uh, stuffing Wichita Southeast run game. Yeah, I believe that was an 81-yard touchdown run, and I, and – you know, if we had stats, we could take that off the totals because that would seem like an anomaly. The Panthers have handled them since then. They give it straight ahead to the running back, and that would be number 81, Andrew Williams. And Andrew, as I said before, is just a freshman. Third down and four. The Panthers continue running in and out uh, plays. I saw Easton Kendrick uh, is now in the ballgame, a 5'11", 165-pound junior. Third down and four, clock moving, 10.40 left in the third quarter. Panthers lead big, 56-6. to six. Again, it's probably been more, more welcome to call it the Dylan Edwards show again tonight. They give it straight ahead. He's going to be short of the first down was Williams. It's going to be fourth down and about two. Well, I know the state uh, cross-country team. We talked a little bit about the soccer team there at uh, at state uh, at Raft Golf Course tomorrow. Uh, I think you can take East, East 54 to, to, to walk on. <laughs> I'm having trouble reading this uh, text message, but the boys run at 1040, the girls at 12 o'clock. Uh, in tomorrow's uh, cross-country action. Fourth down and two for Southeast. They hand it straight ahead. He's going to get the first down, Williams. He's going to get outside the 45 to about the 47. So first and 10, Southeast. Again, that's just another one of those uh, things. Like we said, the soccer soccer team's playing Tuesday in, uh, in sub-state action. So, you know, derby sports are uh, really uh, a big thing here you know, I know we've talked to uh, people before, and they always remind us, hey, you guys have the best band in the state of Kansas. You got academics that are high standards. It's, it's you know, again, if you're a Panther, you, you have to, I guess, uh, as we say, fire at all cylinders no matter what. First and 10. Again, they give it to Williams. He spins off one block, gets out in the open, being chased down from behind. He's caught inside the 20. So it's going to be a big game for Southeast. You know, it brings me back to Lim Washby and up here at halftime that, you know, you, you talk about football guys and all that, but Coach Clark's big on creating good people, good human beings, you know, people that are going to succeed in life. I, I can't think of really a finer example than the young man that was with us at halftime because what, what, a, what a great representative for the Panthers. And he's having some success, and that's nice. He's, he's got good grades, and, and he's having some uh, uh, athletic success. Again, they give it to Williams. This time he gets hit at the line of scrimmage and thrown back. No gain. Looked like uh, riding him out. Well, I'm not real sure. We don't have that number. As we said, Southeast brought a really good crowd tonight's ball game. None of them have left, so you got to give the fans credit uh, 
that in a blowout game like this, they've uh, they've stayed put, but really pretty nice football weather. Yeah, the wind's died down. The flag's hanging very limply in the end zone. Again, they it's Cully on the carry. He's going to lose maybe a yard or so. It's going to be third down now, probably 12 or 13. And he was stood up pretty quickly uh, after he picked up a couple. He was stood up and set back down by the Panthers. You look at that defensive front for the Panthers right now. We've got some big dudes out there, right? Great, great, Jessup, but sorry, Aiden Hope was a big kid. And the clock's moving under seven minutes, 56-6. Southeast has it third down and 12 or 13. Back to pass. And it's in the end zone. And it's broken up out there. Nice play by the defensive Back for the Panthers looked looked like it was Elijah V Hill. Well, Doyle, the Panthers had a lot of pressure that time again on the quarterback, and he just throwing these balls up for grabs. And that one, you just thought, man, it's just a jump play. I mean, like you would have in basketball, just throw the ball up and see who comes down with it. It's fourth down now, and obviously Southeast going to go for it. Fortunately for the Panthers on the last play, our guy was able to knock the ball to the ground as it uh, fell in the end zone. They're going to try, gonna a, try a field goal. goal. Yeah, they ran the field goal team on. About 36 yards. That's what it looks like. It's up, and it looks good. We'll wait, and it hits, oh. hits the goal post upright, <laughs> or the horizontal bar, and bounces in. So it was good. I I had to laugh because I was getting ready to say, I think that's going to go off to the right. And you're exactly right. It hit the goalpost and took, how often do you see that, that it takes the ricochet back through the goalpost? Usually it uh, bounces uh, out. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local derby businesses, Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, DNM Mechanical, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, Johnson and Company Certified Public Accountants. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. And as we say every week, we can't do the broadcast without great sponsors. So hats off to these guys. As you said, if you if you stop in any of these businesses, let them know you enjoy listening to the ball game. And kicking off, kind of a end over end. It's picked up at about the 12, out to the 30, 35, getting out close to the 40, but just shy. And that was on the return, Kamari Geddes for the Panthers. Kamari's a uh, junior, 5'6", 145 pounds. Good return. It's going to be first and 10 from the 39 for the Panthers. They lead 56-9 after that field goal. I think Hamlin will still be the guy. If it had been six inches shorter, it would have uh, missed. Looks like Hamlin, and that looks like uh, – Hubbard, 
and he's going to get oh probably looks like he's going to get four four or five yards on first down yeah hubbard picked up a about a yard and a half after he was hit i i thought he was going to drop but you know, he uh, is able to scramble through and pick up some more positive yardage. Looked like he rolled on the defensive guy and never, never did touch a knee or anything. He picked up, like you said, another couple, couple yards, yard and a half, two yards on the play. Quick moving first quarter with the running clock. 3.15 left. A little bit of a misread. Either the back went the wrong way or the quarterback turned the wrong way. And uh, it was kind of a busted play, so that puts the ball back at uh, the 40-yard line, so it's going to be third and nine for the Panthers. You know, I'm with you. One of them made the wrong play. And I looked out there, and Coach Clark's got his hands up in the air, like, you know, yelling at someone. We can't – we don't know who it was, but uh, obviously a uh, wrong read. Got an update in the third, Wichita East now 18, Garden City zero. Well, looks like that game's going to be settled in the second half. Back to pass. Hamlin got a man out in the flat. And it's going to be fourth down. The pass was complete. That'll be interesting here to see if Coach Clark decides to punt this situation. We, you know, in our varsity, guys, we've punted very little this year. That was reception was Looked like it was uh, Peyton Baker for the Panthers. Well, I be- think they're going to go for it, but Doyle, you got to remember with a with a, a group that you're just throwing together, it's hard sometimes to run a punt team out. Fourth down and five. Still time left on the play clock, about ten seconds. Just a pitch out to Hubbard. He finds a bit of a lane. And he's good. Looks like he's going to get the first down. He should get the first down by about a half a yard. It looked like he was going to find a lot of running room, and he's tripped up at the feet, but had the presence of mind to dive forward to pick up the first. Well, it's now first and ten with one twenty-five to go in the third quarter. At all, I can't help but think that uh, you know, as we get through this third quarter, you're going to see a whole bunch more guys come into the ball game for Derby. Yeah, we've we've got another quarterback or two. Back to pass, complete to Rudy. He gets finally knocked out of bounds at about the forty-one or forty-two of Southeast. Well, Rudy is just a sophomore, five ten, hundred and fifty-five pounder. Well, he started the ball game last week, as as you had to let me know. I think that was a surprise for all of us, but you'd uh, I think bumped into Coach Clark uh, as he. Uh, came up and we didn't talk about it in pregame but uh, you knew the fact and this is a promising young man he uh a good game last week uh i believe rose was sick or something and it was a last second scratch and uh, they put rudy in and they give it to hubbard he's going to get the first down that should be or could be the last play of the first Third quarter, excuse me, fifty-six to nine, Panthers lead. Well, Derek Hubbard's one of those guys that man, all it's going to take is a little crease for him, and he's going to take one. And they are letting the clock run down before they spot the football, so that's going to end the third quarter. Panthers lead fifty-six to nine. This is Panther football on Live One Hundred Five KDKQ One Hundred Five Nine. Your home for Panther football. We'll be back. 
We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Panther Stadium, where Derby leads fifty-six to nine. I thought, I thought he made the first down by over a yard, but the officials had a little bit better view than I did, even though we're up here way high in this uh, press box, and they, they're showing it third to about a half a yard for the Panthers on the 30, 41 yard, forty-yard line basically of southeast. Yeah, uh, they they're they're in that. Uh, end of game mode too. I think that they want to see the clock run and, and uh, probably not going to give Derby any big favors. And Hubbard going to get a first down and more 30. And he gets all the way down to about the 22 yard line. Does Derek Hubbard. Well, Derek made a nice cut and then just turned on the jets. And, and, and if it's not for a Southeast uh, defender, having a good angle on him, he's going to take it to the house, but boy, on third down and less than a yard, Hubbard, uh, Picks up some big yardage. It's going to be first and 10 from the 22. Panthers lead 56 to 9. They will go on to play the winner of the Garden City Wichita East game here at Derby. We will host and, uh, as long as we keep winning. That's a nice luxury to have. And it looks like uh, Wichita East is going to, going to take out Garden City. Caught. By the Panthers, looked like it was Noah Oprecht on the catch for the Panthers. Um, once again, Hamlin showed good composure as he rolled out to his right, made a nice uh, throw. Going to be second and about one for Derby. There, the ball's resting on about the 13. They need to get down to the 12. The Panthers are really taking their time on their play calls. Uh, of course, you know, it's a running clock, so. And the game's pretty much decided. And Hamlin gets inside the 10, down to about the 9. It's going to be first down Panthers. Well, it was an option play, and Hamlin made the right read, cutting the ball up inside, picking up uh, another first down to make uh, the Panthers in a first and goal situation. Ball's just inside the 10. Going to be first and goal from the nine with just right around 10 minutes to go in the ball game. And the Panthers will advance on to the second round of the playoffs. Well, a game that was decided in the first quarter. I mean, how often can you say that? But a lot of scoring in the first. Ball's on the ground. Now it's thrown, picked up and thrown intended for Peyton Baker. Well, and, and you know, you gotta you gotta look at this situation and think if you're the Panthers, not only did you play pretty well in the first half, but you got a lot of guys getting a lot of varsity experience in the ball game, and more importantly, no no Panthers have been injured, so that's yeah. uh, that's a big thing this time of year. Yeah, this being a contact sport, uh, collision sport actually, and uh, yeah, it looks like we might get away unscathed this week. 
Pitch inside the five. Down close, tries to push his way into the end zone, but doesn't quite get there. And it's Derek Hubbard. Nice carry. Nice, tough run by Derek Hubbard. Well, nice, tough run by Derek Hubbard, but set up by a nice pitch by Conley. Again, option play that time to the Derby sideline. And Hamlin uh, waited till the last second when everything filled up and, and made the nice pitch. So well-executed play. Going to be third down, and I'm going to guess a yard and a half for a touchdown. Maybe two. The Panthers haven't done anything fancy here. They backed off early in the ball game, and you can't tell kids just to fall on the ground and not score. And Hamlin's going to be sacked for about a, I'm going to guess, a 10-yard loss. Yeah, easily. It just depends on where they mark the ball, but uh, not a not a well-designed play uh, from the start. I think the officials again are going to give us a, a very gracious spot on the play. Yeah, that was a pretty good spot. They uh, it's only out to about the 11, the 11. I thought it'd be out 16, 17 yard line. Exactly where I thought it was going to be. It was around so that, the 16 or 17, but you know, they're, you know, they're calling where the, where they feel like the forward momentum stops. It's going to be fourth down and goal for the Panthers. Be interesting to see if they do anything fancy here. And just pitched it out to Hubbard. He gets outside, cuts it inside. Still on his feet. He's going to get back to about the five. That's where Southeast will have it with 725 left. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 1059 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. The Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Derby Overhead, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, Fisher Media. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Southeast has it first and 10 from the five. Panthers lead 56 to 9 with 6.30 to go in the ballgame. Straight ahead, Panthers... Drop the running back, hit him pretty hard for about a two, maybe a three-yard loss. Yeah, Southeast is deep in their own uh, territory. Nice play by the Panthers. Going to be down to about the two-yard line, so they did lose three. It was Williams on the carry for Southeast. He's just a freshman, so he's got a little bit of a career left for him. And if you're if you're Coach Bagley, you got to you got to again you got to start from somewhere. It's first year. He's the guy at Southeast said, hey, we want to turn our program into a different direction. So, you know, that's a tough situation when you come in in, in this situation and trying to build a program from the ground up. Well, again, I, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier is the numbers on the sidelines. They're pretty good numbers. And, uh, you know, that's a good start. We, we've seen some of these Wichita teams come in with only 12 or 13. And the ball was just dropped by the Southeast receiver, and that's a pretty good deal because he had beaten our cover guy. It was Jordan Purdy on the attended reception. Well, he, Yeah, he had an easy six if he hangs on to the football, but, you know, I got to keep saying that the, the Southeast just throwing the ball up for grabs. I mean, they're just and, – and a lot of that's because we've got a lot of pressure on, uh, on them tonight. It's going to be – looks like – Third down, and I'm, I'm going to guess 13 
from the two, they've got to get out to the. It looks like they got to get out to the fifteen for a first down. Five minutes left in the ball game. Panthers will go to eight and zero after tonight. Again, they give it straight ahead, and he stood up just just outside the goal line. He's going to be dropped at about at about the one yard line. Wow, and he was he was hit immediately and just dumped. As you said, really should be about the one foot line. It looked like it was uh, Connor Goodson who laid the lumber on him. Yeah, another score update. He's now up twenty-four to zero on Garden City. Well, it's, we've got an injured player on the field, so that will stop the running clock. I that, can't pick out who it was. It might have been the ball carrier. Well, uh, he Williams. was hit abruptly as soon as he got his hands on the football and. You know, sometimes those uh, hits, I, I do see moving around. That's always a good sign that uh, they are moving around. And then, well, we have, you know, the Southeast guys go out there to, to check on him. But, you know, one of the first guys out is uh, the Panther training staff to help with the situation as well. Very blessed here at Derby to have the training staff we do. Yeah, and I think the, the head man, Rex Schott, who's been doing this, since the 70s i think he's i believe he's retiring after this year and uh, you know he's he's done his time so to speak he's uh, he's been a loyal panther supporter for a long time and uh, you know he's he's he does all right yeah he's one of the you know you have to look and i i know i read an article about him this year he was inducted into the panther football hall of fame i mean this guy's the real deal and you know for a high school program to have uh, a training staff with Rex and Doc Needry and some of the guys that come out here and, you know, they're not getting paid for this stuff. I mean, they're coming out and, and volunteering and uh, that, that'll be a body that'll be sorely missed. Yeah. He's, he's, I understand he's got a, uh, somebody to take his place and been kind of mentoring them for a year or so. So I, I think he'll, he'll be, he'll be fine. We'll be fine when he leaves, but we'll still miss Rex shot and all that he's done for Panther sports, not just football, but Panther sports in general. It's good to see the Southeast players up on his feet, uh, walking off on his own pretty much. And, you know, a lot of the Southeast guys, and I'm sure maybe he's a senior, they're all out there, you know, clapping for him and congratulating him just that, you know, I'm sure he's a kid that's poured his heart out into this program. I can't, I can't pick up a number on him, so I, I have no idea who it was. I, I, if I was going to guess, I would say it's Williams, the running back. But I, again, I can't pick up a number. So, and he's going off on the other side of the field, being surrounded by his teammates. Yeah, and you give a lot of credit to uh, Wichita Southeast that you know how they played tonight and stayed in the ball game as much as they can. Fan sports great here, so. You, you got to give credit. Well, and, and one thing that I noticed, Panthers are going to return it from about the 45. It looks like a big, wide open field. And he's going to get knocked down inside the, looks like inside the five at about the three. And I noticed the clock never started. It's still at 439, so the clock should be running. Kamari Gaddis. Kamari Gaddis on the return, he took it down to about the three-yard line. And the clock's still sitting at 4.30. There we go. We finally started it. They're about a minute behind. 
And I, again, if you're Wichita Southeast, you got to go run, baby, run. It stopped again. I, I don't know why, unless there was a timeout or something. But uh, Panthers lead 56 to 9, and uh, they're inside the five with 4:30. Right now, the clock says 4:31. And uh, again, we're going to advance on, and we will play. It looks like right now, anyway, we'll play the number eight seed. That would be Wichita. East. Well, and our last score we had was the Wichita East was up 24-0 on Garden City. So you got to assume that's, uh, you know, it looks like uh, that that's how that ball game's probably going to end with uh, a very, very improved Wichita East team. And I know uh, early in the season, we talked to Coach Clark about who could be strong out of the City League. And you got everybody goes, well, you know, Northwest is, Bishop Carroll is, Capon's going to be good. And then the next words out of Coach Clark's mouth was Wichita East. Yeah. So, I think they, they give us a, a score. Carol was trailing. I don't know who they were playing, but they were trailing. And Zerger touched. Oh, and the ball was caught and dropped in the end zone. Wow. Zerger's the quarterback. And that was a uh, ball that should have been caught. I don't know how, how our receiver was that wide open, but we should have definitely caught that football. Well, he caught it when he came down and tried to tuck it away. He dropped it. Still, still the clock is moving, and there's four minutes left, just under four minutes. Well, interesting to see Zerger as the next guy in line because he really was our backup quarterback playing a lot early in the season until they moved him out to wide receiver. Second goal, they give it on a handoff. He picks up, oh, maybe a yard. The new, the new running back is Cameron Dorsey. Dorsey is a senior, 5'10", five, five, 185. Well, the ball's laying. It's still on the three-yard line. So Panthers in no hurry. They're eating up as much play clock as they can. And, you know, really, you get in those situations and, I don't know that, you know, you can't tell kids not to score, but Coach Clark is definitely not trying to put any points on the board. Yeah, he's slowing the pace of the the ball game down, letting the clock run as much as he can. And Zerger, he's going to score. Zerger went off right tackle that time. There was no doubt about it. He had three Panthers in front of him, and he goes in as as he slows down into the end zone. And I kind of wonder if uh, Grady Jessup will come in and attempt the extra point. We will see. Yes, Jessup will be the kicker. I think. I think Grady is uh, hasn't missed a kick yet this year, and it's good. But Jessup did put it through, so now we're at 63 to nine in this ball game, Doyle, and uh, you know just a lot of scoring here tonight at Panther Stadium. Yes, I, I believe our kickers are pretty much 100 percent this year, and uh, it they need to keep that stuff going. And, and you know, Kevin, you and I have watched games this year where the Panthers have jumped on teams, and you can see the wind go out of their sails. These guys have been competing. The whole game, Wichita Southeast. They, you, you can't. I can't tell by looking at them 
whether it's a tie game or 63 to nine. So you're exactly right. I I've noticed that too. You don't see the kids giving up. I, I mean, it was decided early on, but I, you know, if you're, if you're the coaching staff, of Wichita Southeast, maybe that's part of the building blocks. You know, coach Clark started off with a long couple of seasons before things got on track. Well, these guys have been competing the whole game. They, you haven't seen their heads go down or looks like it might be Cully again. He's going to get hit and drop just outside the 15-yard line, so good coverage by the Panther special teams. And there's a minute to go in this ball game. Panthers are going to go on. Looks like they're going to play Wichita East in Derby next week. They're leading 63-9, to and, uh, you know, they've really they, – they have totally dominated Wichita Southeast. But, again, I go back to this. Uh, I haven't noticed Wichita Southeast giving up. No, and, and I don't know. I mean, Southeast – the, the officials are waiting forever to start the play clock. You know, Wichita Southeast probably has time to run one play, and that'll be about it. Back to pass goes the quarterback. He throws it up. And it's looks like we're going to have pass interference called. Yeah, it's not going to matter. I mean, it is going to be pass interference, but. They're not going to even attempt to get another playoff. There won't be time. Yeah, that that was a pretty easy call by the official. Our guy tried to mug him before the ball got there, but that's going to end the ball game. It's it's Panthers are going to end this thing sixty three to nine, and uh, you know it was pretty pretty big dominating game. But again, you got to go back to uh, I I I got to go back to Southeast. I, I never seen any quit in them. Well, not at all. And- you know, I, I think about the things I heard today. People are going, why are you playing Wichita Southeast? Well, it's it's the luxury of being the number one seed. And if you, if you follow college basketball, the NCAA tournament, what do you see? The number one seed gets the lowest seed. So, you know, that's just a luxury of having home field advantage, being that number one. You play this one. I got to say, next week's interesting. That's going to be an interesting ball game with Wichita East. Is this a team again that knocked off Bishop Carroll last week? Looks like they're knocking off Garden City tonight. So, yeah, you know, great athletes out there and a program that's well on its way to becoming a, a contender in the City League. No, I, I agree with you 100%, and uh, it will be a much different ball game next week. Uh, Panthers win this one 63-9. Uh, this is Panther football on a live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Tired of pesky weeds? Tendercare offers lawn services like Weed Control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. Weekends are special and we fill them up with your favorite music. John Michaels. Hey, everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this weekend for worship. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown. Streets of Gold is the program. We're playing Christian music classics from the 70s and the 80s and even a little bit in the early 90s. I'm your host, Larry Wayne. This is Movement Radio with Transform. Hey, I'm Josh Ashton, host of the Weekend 22. 
Music that's good for you. Alive 105. In need of some weekly inspiration? Join New Spring Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. on Alive 105 for encouraging worship and a message from God's Word that will equip you for the week ahead. If you want to know what New Spring Church is about, we eat, sleep, drink, breathe, life change. We want people's lives to change. If people's lives aren't changing, there's no reason for us to exist. Learn more about New Spring Church in Wichita at newspring.org. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this weekend for worship as I play your favorite worship music by today's Christian artist. We're going to sing, lift our voices to God, read His Word. It's going to be an awesome time that you don't want to miss. It's all this weekend on Worship. Worship with Andy Christman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. Looking for a program that features Christian music classics of the 70s and 80s? Little Country Church on the Edge of I listen to the trumpet of Jesus. Seek no more. Streets of Gold is the program. Join us this week for those Christian music oldies with artists like Keith Green, Petra, Second Chapter of Acts. Well, you get the idea. Many more right here. Streets of Gold, Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. Hey, everybody. Greg Laurie here. Imagine hearing a great song on the radio and then you wonder... What did those lyrics mean exactly? Listen, I know people need encouragement, and I want to take them deeper, a greater understanding of the scripture behind these amazing Christian songs. How refreshing would that be? Unpack the lyrics to your favorite songs. Don't miss Refresh with Pastor Greg Laurie. Each weekend, be sure to tune in. We're back at Panther Stadium where Derby just knocked off... uh, Wichita Southeast 63-9. We probably look like we're going to play Wichita East next week in Derby. Well, I think the last uh, update I got on that that ball game is two or three minutes left in the third quarter. Wichita East 24, Garden City 7. So, you know, Garden City, we've been there enough times. We know they don't give up easily. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that game uh, winds up. Well, that score that I know we talked earlier and you said you – heard something about the Hutch or the, the Bishop Carroll score. Hutchinson's the one that's up on top of Bishop Carroll at the half, 14 to seven. That's a surprise. That's a big surprise. And a couple other games of interest. Uh, as we move forward, Lawrence uh, 34 Topeka seven blue Valley, 31 Shawnee mission South high school six. Those are again, teams that uh, you got to assume we're going to face at some point. How about this one? Hayes, uh, final score. Hayes, 19. Goddard Eisenhower, 13. That's a, that's a bit of a surprise. So, again, just trying to pull as many scores as we can here. Cheney all over. Clearwater, 48-7. to Doyle, that, uh, We always look at that score just because, again, we've got one of our uh, ex-Panther coaches uh, over there and, and Coach Wehrman. At uh, at uh, Cheney, he's done a good job over there. Uh, Central, uh, I think that's uh, Salinas Central twenty eight, Liberal two. That's a Salinas Central team team that's gotten very. Uh, I mean, they've improved greatly this year. Well, while we've got time too, we want to remind all our fans that uh, you can listen to tonight's ball game, really any of the ball games in their entirety on our podcast. So all you have to do is go to uh, a live one hundred five point nine. Uh, and, and, and pull the, up these games. I know last week we had uh, 
you know, Leon Edwards up here and he'd gotten a hold of me after the game and he says, Hey, Kevin, I'd like to hear that ball game with Dylan having some scores and things. So if, if you enjoy that type of thing, go home Saturday, you know, sit down with your, your kids, listen to the ball game. And we have a lot of fans that enjoy that. Yeah, and it, it's really easy to, easy to do. Even I can do it. It's, it's that easy. So, <laughs> you know, anybody can do it. You know, Doyle, unfortunately, again, our stats crashed tonight. We had some. We don't, we'll, we will try and we would definitely share with you, you know, how many yards Dylan Edwards had, Mercer Thatcher, those type of things. But, you know, I always like to say this. The one stat that we do have that we do know is final in this ball game was Derby Panthers 63, Wichita Southeast 9. Panthers move to 8-0. We'll, again, we'll probably host Wichita East next week in Panther Stadium. This has been Panther Football on a live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. Thanks for listening.